is episode 13 of or 14 of you watch i would listen um dan used to uh dan used to keep track of that and unfortunately um as you all know dan um dan's no longer going to be with the show he he fell into a geyser in montana um but you know you know was. you know i'm like sitting right here i feel like That's you can not, almost hear him from the beyond you know I, i'm feeling i'm getting ignored in real life like it's i do it, it's, it's really the mind grief is a powerful thing it makes you think that people are here i'm, when I'm really grieving not. that my vacation's over so I have to be back here and looking at you across the way. <laughs> what what episode are we on? I, I, actually, I legitimately forgot we, we this are time. On, I'm not even doing a We bit. are actually on episode 13 of 13. You Watch, I Listen. Um, after a two-week hiatus, I guess uh, we could say. I mean, we had our little shoot the shit, which people were very responsive to. Um, I listened back to it. I was actually listening on my flight, and I was laughing like hard at some of well, the I dumb shit said. We recorded so long ago. Like yeah. I forgot what the jokes were. Yeah, like I forgot Josh was a guest entirely, and then he's the first voice on there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, again, welcome to episode thirteen of You Watch I Listen. Um, Dan is back from his vacation. It's nice to be back. Um, it sucks that my vacation's over, and I come home from my vacation like instantly into a shitstorm. Come home. Air conditioning's broken. My cat has an infection. Uh, just, just fantastic. I have a Good. wedding. I have a wedding Friday. Um, for in the case of the landlord, she's got to be up at the fiance's bachelorette party. So it's like we got home, and it's just one thing after the other. But that's life. You can't have those like highs without just getting right to the dog shit of life, which is normally what I'm used to. <laughs> just uh, shoot for mediocrity. It's like literally my vacation couldn't have gone any better. And then just the fact that I come home and instantly there's just shit going on. And the, the the truth of the matter is, like, I got picked up at the airport and the person that picked me up brought me an edible so I could, like, get tired because I had to go to work the next day. And That's um, usually how those work. Yeah. You know, you just do it to fall asleep. Well, there's no I, I mean, psychological. It makes, me, it makes me tired, but I was feeling really good. And then I come home expecting to lay down and I, I was way too, like, out of it to, like, truly process, like, how much my life can be shit sometimes. But it makes the, me so happy when yeah, things I mean, go bad for you. I, honestly, it makes me happy too because I wouldn't know a normal life without things just going terribly wrong. But in this case, it only was bad for like a day or so. But um, yeah, man, vacation was really cool. Um, uh, Montana was spectacular. The one where you had to get your passport to go to, right? Yeah, that, Montana's and, part of a different country. And then, well. There were parts you were driving pretty much into Canada, but no one ever asked us for our passport, so I guess we didn't really need it. But I, I'd prefer, just in the off chance that a, a Mountie is being a dickhead, not to get like detained and deported. You know what? I'm going to try press my luck. I don't think I need it to go to Thailand. Um, I think you might need it just to get on the plane to go to Thailand. I'm taking Qatar Airlines. What, how long of a flight is that? 21 hours. Is it no no connecting? Or I guess you're landing It connects Europe. in the illustrious country of Qatar. Oh, and the travel agent said, "Are you high, dude?" The travel agent goes, "It's like Dubai." I, I haven't been to Qatar. I'm telling you right now, it's not like Dubai. I, I have you ever been to Dubai? How? Can, no, how can, I've never been to Dubai. So they're comparing it to you. It's like someone, literally, someone comparing something to you that you've never done. Whenever you see like architecture and you see like you know wealth and you know just like stereotypical like. Excess? You think of Qatar, right? You you think? I mean, Qatar. Think Dubai Qatar, and the Qatar, Qatar has money, not like Dubai money, but Qatar. they have money, but like five people have it. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Twenty-one hours. I don't know how long if I could survive. Have you ever traveled internationally, or is that like the? No, this is, this is the thing. I've never even been off the East Coast. So where do I start? Oh. I go to Thailand. So uh, what's the furthest you've flown? Ohio. That's like you could drive that. You'd be better off. I've also driven it. So then why'd you fly? Uh, it was for work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was that when you were, um, no, I guess you were driving when you were working lines. No, that, that, that was a different time. It <laughs> was a good time in your life. That was a fun time. <laughs> but but it, Thailand is interesting because um, I know nothing about it. 
and people are going like, "What cities are you going to?" And I'm like, "I don't uh, know." Thailand. I mean, like, don't Thailand. go. Don't go to Bangkok. You have to go to Bangkok. You fly into Bangkok. Oh, that sucks. It's not like United States where there's an airport every five minutes. Yeah, dude. The, the airport out in Montana, it looked like it was just like a, a quick check. It was so small. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Like, I walked in, and they instantly were like, "Oh, let's check they your bag." They scan your ticket and build your sub. <laughs> yeah, build your own sub and get on your plane. Um, but are quick checks are they nationwide? Or are they just a New Jersey thing? I think, I think they're. they're in, I think they're like a uh, northeast yeah, tri-state kind of thing. Yeah, but they're only in this area. They had something out there that was the equivalent of a quick check called Town Pump. Is what it's called, dude. I'm not kidding you. Montana is the single like whitest place I've ever been to. I was doing my counting to see if, if there was diversity in Montana. There, there is between white people and Asian people. There was probably more Asian people than white people. That's interesting. Um, but everything else, it was very. Um, so wait, wait. They like when they dress up. They go out to dinner at Town Pump. <laughs> like that's no, the big it's, eating it's, establishment. No, the, the, honestly, as far as big eating establishments, there's not a lot of fast food places. I told you that there was a Burger King that sold tacos. I'm surprised um, about that. Yeah, they had the um the rodeo chicken sandwich rather than the rodeo burger. What's the rodeo chicken? It's sandwich? just the, the it's a the equivalent of the rodeo burger, but with the chicken patty instead of a beef patty. Wow, aggressive. Um, but everything else, it's like uh, I got to eat bison while I, I never had bison before. I was I, bison's there. good. I had bison meatloaf, a bison burger, and bison nachos. And I was so, didn't I, they just get the bison population back up, and now we're bringing it down again? I, was the population down because out there they, I would think otherwise. No, when they would go like when they had Manifest Destiny, they used to like ride trains and just shoot their guns outside and like randomly just. Uh, you know how grateful I was that I, the one one of the first bison I saw, I got to get a picture of taking a shit. I saw that. <laughs> I, that, that would only happen to me. And if you ever do go to Yellowstone, Old Faithful sucks. Old Faithful's not worth it. That's the one that everyone talks about. It was a fucking bore. And, and unfortunately, um, Dan fell into it. I rest w- in peace. Rest in peace, Dan, you piece rest of shit. Piece of Dan. So, it's now just called I Watch. I recommend my movies I, I, to myself. I know it's um I, yeah I guess it's I watch and uh, no you'd have users send you the this week Gremlins two for the sixth time the new batch <laughs> that's the oh, tagline that's... Gremlins two the new batch they didn't really see uh see the forest of the trees There's, with that one they've still been talking about um Gremlins three for a while which... no uh, here's the thing if they do Gremlins three it's Gremlins like you're not going to ruin the illustrious Gremlins legacy <laughs> like do it. I, I mean, to be fair, I do love the first two Gremlin movies. I actually I'm, Gremlins two better than Gremlins one. I am a um I do too. They're Bre- both Gremlins great, two is more fun. Yeah, they were just like, look, we have all this budget. How are we? Let's like, just well, fucking yeah. Man, let, let's put a cartoon in the middle of it. Let's just blow it up now. But um, uh, taking that vacation like where there's like limited cell phone service is kind of nice too. Like you know, I didn't have to worry about like my phone blowing up because even if it wanted to, it couldn't. Oh, it, it was great because I whenever I get a Dan for a uh, Dan text, I was about to say every time I get a Dan from you, <laughs> Dan from you, a text from Dan, it's just oh, what what is this? Like yeah. I don't want to deal it, with this. Whatever, it's never just hey, dude, how's it going? No, it's either him complaining about a sports team. Him complaining about, you know, a movie that I'd never even heard of. Yeah, I mean, well, that's your own fault that you haven't heard of, like, movies that were popular at one point. I don't think I've recommended anything that obscure. Uh, Frailty was probably the most obscure, or Windy City Heat was the most obscure. Windy City Heat was, was tough um, to find, but I think I found it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah was, I found full, it, like, on Vimeo, one of those. Yeah, the full version was on YouTube, but um, now, man, vacation, uh, the, the wildlife at Grizzly Bears, like, a couple hundred yards from me. Apparently, the moose is the most dangerous animal. Like, everyone out there that lives out there says, if a moose, you should I, be more terrified. It's pronounced meese. Meese. When I, there's more than I one. think that's what it is. Well, apparently, they're very dangerous, but they're very dumb. Like, if you were getting chased by a meese. <laughs> it's like Micah. Yeah. <laughs> you could smell one a lot closer. You could guess which one. Um, but apparently, if you're getting chased you just by feed one, just peanuts. 
<laughs> He'll have an allergic reaction. Give him a Snickers ice cream bar. Do animals have allergies? I'm sure they do. Like, like, is there like a monkey, like an orangutan, like uh, can't handle dust mites? <laughs> <laughs> he has to take monkey Claritin. He's a, he gets poison ivy very easily. <laughs> I want to see a monkey with a rash. Oh my! I met, I met this guy out there. We were in Lake McDonald. Lake McDonald, dude. The lake's out there. You can literally see right to the bottom. Yeah, like you can buy one, get two free. No, what's that? What's the McDonald's? Oh. Okay. Car crash noise. Yeah, you need to put your own car crash noise in. But we met this guy who was like um, a, an astrologer, and he was like a br- brilliant guy. And astrologer, astrologist. Do you mean astronomer? Tomato, tomato. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Is it real things happening in the sky or fake things happening in the sky? Potentially both. Dude, this guy was like, he was, he was interesting. He was talking conspiracy theories. He was talking if um, what he thinks of flat earthers. He, uh, he's like a published author. He was a very, very interesting guy. But um, he was definitely like a big burnout. But he was telling us all about the what what Easter Island actually is, which I was never aware of it before then. Um, which is a very interesting story. I think we're gonna have him on at some point. Oh, um, this guy, he he made this. There's a YouTube video where he was connecting the theories of life to all different sci-fi movies, and it's like a third. It's it's very interesting. But he actually knew James Randi. He knows oh, he or did? knows him. Yeah, like he knew all about it. He knew. Uh, he talked about Yuri Geller. So that's a follow up from a previous episode, which I actually had something to follow up before we go into our reviews from last week. A couple weeks ago, we talked about if they um, did a reimagining of Home Alone, and we said, like, Macaulay Culkin oh, as yeah, an yeah. adult. Did you hear what Ryan Reynolds is doing? What's Ryan Reynolds So he doing? bought the rights to Home Alone. And you can just buy the rights to Home Alone? Once it goes past a certain amount of years that it's been distributed, it technically becomes public domain unless they make some kind of sequel in a lot of the old movie contracts. Oh, so that's, like, why they made the... Um, why do you think um, Fox keeps making new X-Men. X-Men movies so Disney can't take the property? And that's what happened. Didn't the original Fantastic Four from, like, the 90s, Correct. they made it just for that reason? Yeah, like, the same thing happened with uh, Spider-Man. That's why they made the Amazing Spider-Man so Marvel couldn't get the, the rights for the Avengers yeah. movies. Can't lose that Home Alone fortune. Yeah. Well, what, what um, Ryan... Reynolds is going to do he's going to make um, I guess it's going to be like an adult version because it's going to be called Stoned Alone and it's going to be about a guy I don't it, there's rumors that Macaulay Culkin might be in it but uh, a guy Macaulay Culkin <laughs> might be in it and not even aware that he's in a movie he's a strange dude now he's showing up to pro wrestling things all the time I and like do, Macaulay Culkin he, he's a character I like any of those guys who just completely fall off the grid come back but you know that something like has Haley changed like Haley Joel Osment yeah like I like that Jake Lloyd Jake Lloyd is bad <laughs> yeah well he, he's apparently like a schizophrenic now and he solely blame Star Wars fans for their backlash towards I'm him. I'm going to be honest. I'm sure about 50% of it is them. I, the guy that played Jar Jar Binks said that he almost committed suicide because of the fan backlash. You're like, aware that doesn't make the character go away. Yeah, at least his face isn't seen in, in uh, Star Wars. Like Jake Lloyd will always be known as that and the kid from Jingle All the Way. Jake Lloyd was Jingle All the Way? Yeah, that was his son. He played Arnold's son in Jingle All the Way. Well, the more you know. Yeah, the more that you was, know. That was a prequel to The Road. Yes, yeah, so why don't we get into our picks from last yeah. week? Um, so now, as far as um, I will jump into them, I'll go to the movies first. Um, I recommended the first one to you was Annihilation, yeah. and uh, you actually watched that with your uh, with the fiance, yeah, and you did record something. We did record it. Um, I was going to upload it last week, but I was sick and just forgot. Dan does all the uploading. I yeah. just don't know how to do it, and I'm just... So, later this week, um, they have about a 40-minute bit they recorded where they talked about Annihilation, and um, we'll go into it a little bit here. Do you want me to a quick... Did you, yeah. li- did you listen to it yet, or no? No, I did not okay, listen to it quick, yet. So, so, what did you think about Annihilation? I liked Annihilation. Um, I liked it actually more than I thought I did. It actually built on itself. So, yeah. the first um, like half hour, I really didn't like it at all. 
second half when like um they're getting the crew together i'm yeah, starting yeah. to like okay we're going through the motions is one of those you know the women could do a better than guy movies but it really wasn't that well they never pushed that which they is one of the things they never like all. said anything like um, uh if they gave that line a woman can do any job that a man like when you force feed it it's just a movie that happened and it made sense exactly as it happened. so yeah. um i thought and it also had a reason like we sent male uh, male teams in they didn't yeah. come back or they came back they were that's the one x factor so yeah. let's try something different so i thought it was interesting um the last third of the movie when it just goes off the rails i love that part. oh it, it was a real it gets out of control it was a real sci-fi movie i thought the scene with the um the bear moose oh that was that was crazy that was a man great that scene. bugged me out when um, she's the bears it took on the genetic uh dna of the person they last killed so when it screamed it when the bear was growling it made the scream of the woman it just killed which was a very like haunting and uh me, me and the fiance we couldn't remember the names of them so we just referred to him as jane the virgin loses her shit <laughs> westworld just walked in the woods we don't know where westworld went <laughs> Yeah, I forgot all their names already, too. Um, but I liked it. I thought my favorite thing is when uh, she hung up at the end and I yelled out, episode one meets episode seven. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good movie. I recommend it. Visually, um, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was um, some great visuals. That last like scene when it, the humanoid thing is created I, is, and I again, I, I sound like I'm taking edibles all the time, but I took an edible before I watched that, and the visuals were just like, whoa. He took it before he goes to the DMV. He takes what he pumps his gas. <laughs> the and dentist. What's the place he went to? Pump Town Pump. Town pump. Yeah, that became the nickname for someone on our trip. I won't say who, but it wasn't me. Um, but uh, no, so a lot, Annihilation. Uh, Natalie Portman didn't really was, know what was going on, but I kind of knew what was going on. But I like that. I think a sci-fi movie. If you go, okay, I got it all. The sci-fi movie didn't well, work. And, if you feel like, okay, I have a theory about this, a theory about this, and then you watch it unfold slowly. And the other thing I thought it did very well, and a lot of sci-fi movies make this mistake where they wait too long to put you into the exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. The build-up to them getting into the Shimmer wasn't that long in theory. It was probably about but the Shimmer. Not a lot happens in the Shimmer, so the value of when it does course, happen is. But I could have easily seen another sci-fi movie like waiting, waiting, and then in the last half hour you go exactly. to the Shimmer, and then but at then that it, point, but it's then what's too little, shimmer? too late. Yeah, then when is the shimmer? They're just throwing shit at you. Yeah, I didn't like... no, Jennifer Jason Lee was really good in it. It was, um, um, it was a good movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, they didn't. F- they did a reverse uh, prestige. They didn't feed you anything. No, at the end, not which at I all. Liked a lot. Not at all. Um, I like how you don't know if it's a happy ending, a sad ending. Like I, yeah, I liked it. It's a little ambiguous. No, that I love the ending um, actually. Um, Oscar so, Isaac was good in his small part in it. Uh, the fiance and I. The fiance didn't like it nearly as much as I did. Um, really? Yeah. She. Um. It, you have to listen to it. I don't want to take the. Uh, the, the... I, I, I don't want to spoil it, but she literally said some, like, um, I was like, I really like Natalie Portman. She's like, you just like her. She's not even that pretty. You just like her because she's talented. I'm like, which one is it? Okay. Well, which one is it, Am I supposed to like do, them? Because... Do you like her because she's a good actress or because you think she's beautiful? I, I said, what is it? Like, yeah. So you're not allowed to like Natalie Portman anymore. No, I, I think she's a great actress. I, I, you can't say that. I was that. like, how dare I like a woman for her accomplishments and not her looks? Uh, social justice warrior Ralph. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so I'm glad you liked Annihilation. So, um, like I said, we'll be having on uh, Thursday. I think we're gonna upload the bit with uh, yeah. Ralph and the fiance talking uh, about pre- Annihilation. It's pretty funny. She, but, um, uh, we rip I, into each other. I've we... been, I've been recommending to anyone I know that if you like sci-fi movies, Annihilation is definitely one of the if, more original concepts. If you don't like sci-fi movies, I don't think you'll get it. I, I agree with this. that. But if you, if sci-fi is like one of your favorite genres you should absolutely see Annihilation it's and closer the, to hard sci-fi than yeah I would agree sci-fi. with that um, and the, the director did another great sci-fi movie recently was Ex Machina which not a ton of people saw either and you would probably like Ex Machina a lot that's a really trippy fucking movie I feel like too. I've seen Ex Machina it's only like four years old 
Oh, no, I played the movie. game. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> All right, so why don't we go into the other movie I gave The Road. You, which was The Road, starring Viggo Mortensen. And, and um, it's based on the famous um, Colin McCarthy, um, McCormick book. Cormick, um, Cormick McCarthy. Cormick McCarthy, yeah, whichever it was. And, no, that, um, that's what it was. That's your opinion. And um, it, it came out when it came out. It got very good reviews, but it was a small, like indie kind of film. Very tough mm-hmm. book to adapt. And personally, I felt they did a great job adapting. I haven't read and seen the movie, so mm-hmm. why don't you go with what okay, you thought? Okay, so it's a tough movie to watch. Obviously, yes. um, it's there's a lot of intense scenes. The the plot's very simple. Yeah, it's a very basic it's movie. It's just him and his son, they're trying to survive, and when things get bad, they consider suicidal. Yes. That's basically the thing, and yeah. I'm not really It's all about the relationship with the, they don't even say the cat name, they, name of the characters, no one it's has man names, and boy. No one has a name in the, the movie. The only one that has a name is when, um was it Robert Duvall? By the way, I didn't even know that was Robert Duvall yeah, until afterwards. And his name was uh, Eli. Eli. Book yeah, of was, Eli. Yeah, it, it looked like Book of Eli the way it was filmed. Um, but So, the movie's very intense. I actually was watching this on my laptop while watching the Yankee game last night, and it was very weird. When things were going south in the movie, things were going south for the Yankees, and then when they had a minor victory, like, they would get a base hit. It was very strange how, like, it was, like, lining it, up. When they got when they got a base hit or scored a run, it was the scene when they were in that, um, like, storm cellar with all the food, and he was cooking. That's when, I, I'm pretty sure that's when Bird hit the home run. Um, so... I enjoy the movie more today than I did last night. Okay, that's that. a lot of people. It's it, very heavy the first time you see heavy, it. It's heavy, and you go a lot of, okay, what's the point? Like, I understand this is a real scenario. It's a very realistic movie, and, you know, not that, you know, you're going to wake up one day in the world's... Yeah, of course. And but they, I do they, think that's how society would probably And they never explain down. exactly how the world ended, even in the book. It's just... Um, they it's, allude it, to a little here or there, but nothing... They allude to, like, mass wildfire kind of thing, mm-hmm. and everything's burnt and looks desolate. There's no animals. It looks almost like there was a nuclear winter type thing, yeah. but they never explain, which is not the point. Again, and yeah, there's no like point. Like you said, it's a very simplistic plot. They're not trying to figure out how can we father, fix this, son, how can survive. we change... Yeah, father, son, survive, um, and, and uh, the things you'd encounter in a broken-down society. Yeah. So... While I was watching, I didn't hate the movie, and in fact, I I realized it was a really well filmed yes, movie. Very I just well. did enjoy watching because it's so. It's intense. a very tough watch. But then, after I was done with it, and I slept on it, and then I went thinking about it, you know, a little bit later today. Um, I actually did enjoy it a lot. I just don't think it's a movie I'd no, watch it's, for it's, another it's five one of those, years. I, honestly, this was the first time I probably watched it in three, four years. I I went back and watched it, and um, it, the last like twenty minutes are like truly gut wrenching. I'll tell you what I really liked about it. And I, I guess they must have intended for it, because I feel like this movie, everything was intended for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There Nothing's was no, out of place. Yeah. Anytime they have a victory, and the victories are really Short-lived. Yeah. Like, they found a Coca-Cola. By the way, Coca-Cola even does product placement in the post-apocalyptic world. Every time they have a drink, it's either a vitamin water or a Coke well, or a Dasani. And, and there was actually a reviewer that complained about the product placement, but that's actually lifted directly from the book when he got to give his, his son his first soda. Oh, I didn't care Yeah, no, it. but was... there were people that complained about the obvious product placement. Like, oh, he was just following the book accurately. <laughs> But it was like, the kid takes a sip of it and goes, oh, it's good. I'm like, if you've never had soda before, your first reaction oh, would be, it's good. Yeah, you, shit must suck if like, the first thing you have is a warm, bur- warm d- dusty thing. cola yeah. that's probably 15 years past its expiration date. And, let, and now be, it tastes like Diet Mr. Pibb. I don't think anyone, no matter what part of the world that they're from, get excited over finding, you know, three years worth of vitamin water. If I found a three-year supply of, like, Stewart's root beer, I might be excited. I don't think I'd, I, honestly, I don't think I'd really be happy to find three years of anything. I get sick. Anything? I, there's very few things that like if I Pret- eat the same pretzels? meals. Oh, great! So go keep going the, about um, the-, the little victories. You, they are really important because yes. they're so rare, 
and you understand the value of a bag of peanuts yeah. or, you know, you have a new pair or of shoes. your cardboard for your shoes, like shit like that. Um, so it, that I there, really liked about it. Everything in the movie. The Vigo's movie, amazing. Vigo's Vigo. great in it. Uh, I could do without the Charlize Theron backstory. I understand that's a little part of the book, but from what I read, it sounds like they kind of expand a bit. It just seemed out of place. Yeah. I understand they have to build a... You know what was lost. Well, they're and... trying to. I think what they were trying to do there is show that um, his father, our Viggo Mortensen, he, he, no matter what was going on, he was trying to keep the fire. Yeah, he, he was, was trying steady. to. Keep, keep, and every time they she showed those scenes, hope. there was a little flicker of flame, which goes back to the thing we carry the fire. There mm-hmm. were some other really cool cameos in it. Michael Kenneth Williams, after Michael, the K. Beach, uh, Michael K. Williams, yeah. right after the beach scene. Uh, Guy Pierce was Guy Pierce right at the end. Um, now I remember when I saw a scene that made me so I was at the edge of my seat, like biting my nails in the theater. Was was um, when they go into that cellar with that all the, the came people. Out of nowhere. They go into this house and um, they're trying to get supplies, and they find this cellar that this group of cannibals they're keeping people in the basement, and they're completely um, their limbs are chopped yeah, off and their blood, and, and they're, they're just there to be eaten. So that that, was them, that that whole scene was extremely intense, and uh, there were little things like when they were in that cellar and they heard the dog outside, and it turns out it was it ended up being Guy Pierce when you find mm-hmm. out at the end that that, that was outside there. They, oh, you know, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, because they said they heard. A dog and that's the connection there um it's a it's a very somber but beautiful movie uh, it's filmed I, i'll put it this it's filmed the, brilliantly it's filmed better than the story yeah. but i don't think that's a bad the story's not bad it's just it's i know people i thought it was boring because like they're just walking i'm like yeah but it's it's really like just about the relationship between a father and son and anything a father will do think to protect his son oh god the postman <laughs> i'm so fucking kevin costner would you i'd rather watch face off than the postman uh, which would you rather watch Probably Face-Off. Yeah, and Face-Off's terrible. Face-Off kind of is bad in a good way, though. All right, so what would you rank um, both Annihilation? Like what were your ratings for both Annihilation and The Road? So, um, I feel like The Road... They're very So, they have, a lot in, they have a lot in common, and there's a lot different at the same time. The, you know, the world's coming to an end. You don't really know why. You know, you have the savior who's trying to kind yeah. of keep the... You know, there's running themes. Uh, I, I think it's obvious to bring them. I think... Th- the road, a little less of annihilation, but I don't think that's a bad. They're thing. very hard to like. They're not. They're technically like you said. There's things that are same. There's very dark with uh, an ending that you can determine if it's happy or not. But the, um, road, the road is much more like they're, they're realistic. They're, I think and annihilation also there's is a little. It feels like there's no hope in a movie like the road. It's a very hopeless well, feeling no, movie. Actually, until the end, when they see a little thing like they see the yeah. beetle. You yeah. when they see the beetle, the first sign of life, the entire movie. All of a sudden, you go. Maybe things are yeah yeah. That's those little scenes when they came up were really powerful. So for, I, and for such a simple movie, again with this like almost no cast, it's a very powerful movie. The road you could the movie doesn't feel like its cast is nearly as small as it is. Correct, yeah, because it, you're being expanded into this big world, and that's kind of honestly as much as the Charlize Theron stuff isn't as good. It expands the world and where things were to where they became. I I, I understand. I understand he's having nightmares. He just it would take the momentum out of the yeah. movie a little bit. That's a minor. Uh, I'm I'm such a Vigo fan, man. Like I'll, I'll watch almost anything that guy's in. He's uh he's. He picks... By the way, can we talk about when there's a post-apocalyptic world? Why does everyone dress the same in every movie? Every gang in a post-apocalyptic world looks like Mad Max, even if you're not trying well, to be Mad Max. That's because he kind of Frank Miller, not Frank Miller, whatever his name is, the guy that created Mad Max. He created that is whole. That Frank po- Miller? I no, I don't think it's Frank. No, Frank Miller, Miller was uh, Sin, Sin, Sin City. City. Um. He created uh, the first real post-apocalyptic world, like what things would be like then. It was him before anyone else. So give me a number on Annihilation. Annihilation, I'll give um, 
3.25. Okay. And The Road 3. Okay, that's fair. Um, Both pretty good. I like yeah. them. I like them a lot. Slightly above average. Both, um, they're, they're definitely work to watch the movies. They're not just throw it on and watch it. I don't think they're movies you could just start in the middle. Uh, maybe The Road a little bit more, only because the plot. Yeah. There's no real... Annihilation, you kind of have to be there to see certain things unfold. The road isn't really one plot. It's a bunch of little stories. Yeah. Like just, it's almost like a slice of life in a post-apocalyptic world. It's just world. like, it, it's actually, you know, you make a good point. It's a movie that feels like it has chapters. Mm-hmm. Like, you finish one part, and then it opens up another part of the story. You definitely feel but like you it's know where you know where it's headed. Um, neither of them I really got, could predict, um, which is surprising. My one prediction was Jane the Virgin's going to lose her shit, but I thought she was going to... I didn't know who that was forever, and uh, the landlord kept saying Jane the Virgin, and I was like, who the fuck is Jane the... I com- forgot about that yeah, show entirely. Neither of them, I um, really... Um, I was surprised kind of what happened in all of them, so um, I recommend them. I all like right. them. All right, cool. I'm glad you like them, um, so I'll jump right into the albums you gave me last week. I don't, honestly, I don't... I'm not even right, doing so, a bit. I don't remember what I gave so you. So the first one you gave me was Half About Being a Woman by Caroline Smith, or Carolyn Smith, mm-hmm. um, so... I knew nothing real. I've heard the name before. I didn't know. I'm gonna just plug my laptop in. Go ahead. So I'm just walking away. Um, so as far as um, this album goes, half about being a woman, it was a very easy listen in the sense that I didn't feel like it was a chore to listen to, but it didn't necessarily hook me in either. I left it on, uh, and I just I didn't necessarily get into it too much. There was a couple songs I really liked, but I didn't wasn't sitting there like I can't listen to this like I was with Cut Copy, Bobby Womack to a lesser extent. Um, it, it's, it, it was weird. I, her voice is great. First of all, she's a great, great singer. The music's good, but the lyrics, not my thing necessarily. Some of the songs I know specifically was buy me something might have some of the single worst lyrics I've ever heard. In my I like life. buy me something. It, it's, but I, I, it sounds like she's having fun making it, which I look for to me. It sounds like this is very Amy Winehouse inspired. Um, in some ways she can't sing like Amy Winehouse could, well, very, um, few people yeah, can. very few people can, but just like the, the tone, the feel, the way they mix the music music with it it is very much an amy winehouse feel to it you know what i feel like that's a good point i feel like she just one day said hey i'm gonna record an album let's go do this yeah i want some jazz influence uh she has a good crooner voice uh very like I said, great singer she's also really uh close to like she works with the same musician she treats them well yeah, even the, though she's the, like the front I guess woman it, it, of the band, like I, I didn't even know it's a. I just thought it was her, but I guess she has a touring it's her band. solo album, but I'm pretty sure she used the same people in her regular band for yeah it. it's it the only way i could describe it it was um, a generic album for me. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I felt just very... There was only one song I really hated. The song I liked the most... Um, the first song, Blood Style, was good. Um, it kind of settled the tone for the album. And I liked uh, Kind of a Man. And the last song was Child of Moving On. I really liked Child of Child Moving, Moving On. Child Moving On's great. Um, but I can't say anything on this album necessarily stuck with me. It's not something... If someone said, I'm looking for uh, a good new album, this would never come to my head because it left almost like no impact. But it wasn't bad. It's not one of those. She doesn't break any new ground. No, it it was like I said. It was a very easy listen that I could just have it on, and I'm not thinking twice about it. But at the same time, that could be looked at as a negative because it did not invest me. Yeah. But uh, it's not necessarily my style of music. There's there's a lot of the songs had similar tones and feel to them. They used the same kind of beat structure, so it almost kind of blended into one. But. I went in with lower expectations than I thought. I listened to it probably 10, 15 times between on the trip and back back home. It's really short, right? It's only like a half hour. Yeah, it's like a half hour. It's it's an easy listen. I mean, but it's nothing groundbreaking. I don't think you're missing anything by not listening to this album. But if you like that Amy Winehouse kind of style when um, Lady Gaga plays the piano kind of style, like that that whole feel to it, that's exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. 
probably not as talented as those two, Winehouse and Gaga, but still, it was a it's a it's a solid album for what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't. How did you discover this? Because I I liked uh, Caroline uh, Caroline Smith and the Good Night Sleeps. Which, okay. Uh, diff- very different style. They're more uh, like kind of folky. Um, kind of that like freaky kind of living off the land you probably think they're from like yeah it's um, there's definitely some lyrics that are very they sound like they're from upper new york state that's how i could describe them oh like yeah exactly one of those um but she's good she's very talented she has a few pop songs that sound like they could be like kesha or something and literally every single one of them gets stuck in my head it, do you pronounce it kesha even though her s is spelt with a dollar sign Kesh. <laughs> yeah like how do you cat dollar sign uh i'll tell you this so me and the fiance did this uh, last summer where we gave our favorite albums, and one of the best ones she gave me was a Kesha album. I was surprised how much I enjoyed the Kesha one. Were you just rocking out to TikTok the whole time? It wasn't that one. It was the one that had um, about the dead kids in it. Uh, There's a song about dead kids? No, uh, shit. Um, Die Young. It was released the same week that the... the... I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> Fuck. Uh... I, I honestly remember the uh, the shooting the shooting that happened at like the elementary school with um Sandy Hook Sandy Hook Sandy Hook I was gonna say Red Hook Sandy Hook crisis that, actors that were crisis actors yeah yeah dude fluoride's making the the frogs gay <laughs> that album was released the same week that happened so the number one song with that shooting happened was Die Young and they were like nope nope cut it nope oh, nope that's fantastic There's, uh, so are you saying Kesha was uh, a false flag running a false I flag Kesha operation was, Kesha was behind it <laughs> Tell Alex Jones he's running an Infowars. <laughs> like, you prep this album for months, and you're like, okay, this is going to be your first one. Everything's completely and mapped out. 21 kids And then all of a sudden, 21 kids are dead, and you walk into the office, like, whistling, like, <laughs> like die like, young, guys, Everyone's like, die no. young. And then we just found out a bunch of people died You're just died yelling, young. die young, completely unaware <laughs> that it young. happened. <laughs> all right, so the next album you gave me was um, from one of your favorite bands. Blue. Um, Baroness Blue, or Blue Record. Blue Record. Um, so I really, really like this album, just like I did with the Red Album. Um, I think I like the Red Album a little bit more, but um, this one, again, was very, very good. There was only one song on it I didn't care for, but I don't know if I can count it because it interludes into another one. Um, I didn't love Steel That Sleeps the Eye, but it interludes. Oh, really? That's my favorite well, song on the just, album. It doesn't even come off like a song. It comes off like a bridge to another That's... song because they use that lyric set of that title in the next song, Swollen Halo, which I think is great. That was my favorite song on the album. Um, I loved a, ho- a horse called uh, Golgotha. Golgotha. That was a great song. Um, the song I really didn't care for was um, or Helen Rye or Helen Hyde. That was my. The music was great. I didn't love the lyrics. That's, or anything the, that's else. the one I'm thinking. I yeah. confused that one. And um, what's the instrumental before that? Oh, that was um, what was it? Uh, Okachi, Okachi, no, or something? On, no, it's it's an interlude. No, no, um, there's another. I'm and. So again, there, there was a, overall. I would say I give this album probably like a three point five. I think I gave the uh, red album like a three point nine or a four. Um, again, musically, Baroness is as good as you're going to get in this genre. Um, like I, I guess, what kind of metal would you would they be listed it's as? Called either sw- I've seen it called swamp metal or stoner metal. It's um, very it's it's very progressive, but not in a way like Tool, where it's, it's like five different songs. It's very in one. murky. You can't really you can't really tell individual instruments. Yeah, and they they do that on purpose. They mix it so it's kind of like a grimy sound. Um, I think it's it's swamp metal because stoner metal usually stoner metal bands thing about getting stoned. Like, yeah, yeah, like exactly. the bands the band Sleep have an album called Dope Smoker, which is sixty three minutes about how much they love weed. Yeah, I never um thought about getting stoned while I was listening to it, but. Overall, I was uh, I'm key, I keep yawning, man. I'm still catching up from my trip. 
Um, but um, overall, again, Baroness, uh, as far as everything you've recommended me, um, this is the first time you gave me an artist repeat album, mm -hmm. um, and I'm really happy you did, because every time I listen to them, I keep saying, I gotta go back and listen to more and more. Um, and I have play just played the, the Red album since you gave it to me, because I really enjoy it. Um, another song I really liked was uh, War, Wisdom, and Rhyme. Uh, the breakdowns on that song were fantastic. It was extremely progressive. Um, musically, again, these guys are as talented as you're going to get. They're very, very tight. Some of their time signatures are out of control. And um, I, again, the, the singing may not be for anyone, but as far as uh, a screaming type band, this is as good as this you're going to get. This has less screaming than the yes, Red. For Each sure. album, it gets more and more mellow. Like the one after this, which is my least favorite album, is double album, uh, Yellow and Green. Okay. I actually treat them as literally two different albums that they just release in the same package. So, like, I rank green and yellow separate. Okay. Um, that's a little too commercial for me, but that's also the more popular one. And yeah. that's more, it's more of just a hard rock sound. You kind of take some of those, like, swamp metal elements out. Um, very little growling. Um, much cleaner instrument. Um, more progressive, probably, ironically. Yeah. But least favorite album. And then Purple's just... They are synthesizers on purple. They oh, just completely. But they, it, no, no, it's not. Got, it's they, not were, cut they, they were being experimental, more or less. I, I, I think they're trying to make a hit record. Let's be honest. I mean, they got nominated for a Grammy on purple, though, so it was successful. Okay, so I guess it worked then. But, but that's uh, common. Like Mastodon does that too. Mastodon will do heavy album, heavy album, and then all of a sudden it'll be like a real like like yeah. poppy album. And then all of a sudden they'll have like you know heavier than you ever heard again. So, yeah, that's you know, that's common. The genre. listen, that's bands getting creative with what they're doing, especially when you're doing it for a long time. So again, I gave that one a it's about a three point five out of five, uh, slightly below um, Red Album. So Baroness Blue Album, I highly recommend, especially for any metalheads out there. Um, uh, that, that's a really, really good album. So uh, those are our reviews for last week. Um, now before we go into our stories, um, I actually saw a movie yesterday, Ralph. I saw Mission Impossible Five final. Let me get. Let me guess. You liked it. Tom Cruise, the best action no, star. I'm not he even doesn't get enough credit. No, I'm Each movie's saying, better than the last. See, see, but see, that, that's your mindset acting like you won't even appreciate the movie. It, dude, I'm not kidding. I've you. seen the movie. No, you, you've no, seen not, the first two. Okay, I haven't seen this movie. Yeah, you've seen the first two. Um, I went in with high expectations, as I went with uh, Justin Wallers and Micah. I went in with extremely high expectations, as did all of us. And I'm not kidding you, it, start to finish, it starts, it, it's a two and a half hour movie that feels like it's an hour and 20. And it's very hard to pace action like that and not have like that lull where it's like the, the, the almost like towards the climax where bad stuff's happening and it's, it's slow and they're building the story. It just goes and goes and goes. Um, as entertained as I've been by an action movie, um, more than even the recent Mission Impossible movies. Um, it, the reviews that it's getting, it's like 97% of Rotten Tomatoes saying it's one of the best action movies of all time. I, I can't stress enough how fucking entertaining this damn movie was and the stuff that they did. I don't know if they'll ever be able to top this. So is it exactly what you expect when you see a Mission Impossible? But like in a good yeah, way. I don't mean yeah, it was, um, you know, I'm afraid with an action series especially where it goes that they you can only get to a point where you're just trying to one-up the tricks you've done in previous Fast ones. And furious. Well, Die Hard is the one I'm thinking of specifically. Die Hard was always trying to one-up from the original and they never really got there. Although, like, I love Die Hard with Vengeance. I like Live Free or Die Hard. But then between Die Hard 2 and um, A Good Day to Die Hard, they were just getting absurd and silly and at that point it wasn't even See, worth it. See, I think it. movies, and it's hard because when you make a movie, it's an investment. You're yeah, going, how much money am I going to make back? Of course. Food? Let's be honest. I always would like to see a genre like that you know, bigger, 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 and then all of a sudden you have this minimalistic, just kind of out of nowhere, same theme, same characters. And that's kind of what Mission Impossible 2 was when you look at it. I, I, I like too what much. they do. That's what, what happened with Kanye, where he went the opposite. I said, I want Kanye to 
Go album, bigger, 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 more crazy, more crazy. Let's do a throwback album completely out of nowhere. Now, granted, it's different albums and movies. Are yeah, for different. sure. But I think when you do something that completely go veers off the track, like like what he did with 808s. I think yeah. I still don't like 808s, but I can respect he did Yeah, absolutely. Like I would like to see an action franchise try something like that. Maybe they will. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, if you look at the, the the Mission Impossible movies, 2 is the outlier, the one that has the least amount of action, the most story, I, I like guess. Two. two is not a bad movie, but on its own compared to the other ones, it's by far the worst one. But um so Mission Impossible 5, um, like I said, movie flew by. For any action fans, you got to see it. Uh, I, I, the, the score, I, I was talking to Justin like during the movie, it came off very much like a Christopher Nolan action movie, like the action sequences mm-hmm. in The Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, where it just builds and builds and builds. And the, the score, I was like, this sounds like Hans Zimmer, and apparently the composer is like the protege of Hans Zimmer. So that's why the score had that big feel to it, and it, it set the tone of the movie. Is it the t- same director each Mission Impossible? No, this is actually the first time they've used a repeat director. Oh. The very first... First Mission Impossible was Brian De Palma, actually. Really? Yeah, Brian De Palma. The second one was John Woo. Third was J.J. Abrams. Um, J.J. Abrams has a produ- produced all of them from episode, uh, from Mission Impossible 3 J. J. to this Abrams one. J.J. Abrams just has his hand in everything. Yeah, of course, and you naturally had the lens flares in this one, because you can't have a J.J. Abrams movie without you a know, lens flare. You know, I don't mind the lens flares. No, honestly, they don't do anything to the movie for me. They now, don't enhance... now, that it, now that it's been brought out to me, like, it's I can't so obvious. unsee them, but like, I don't mind them. I... So, yeah, guys, go see Mission Impossible, Fallout, um, definitely recommend it. So, what do you got for us this so, week, Ralph? Um, I know you said that there's uh, something about a band you really yeah, like. Yeah, that... so... Uh, last week, actually, uh, Minus the Bear announced that they're doing their last tour, uh, recording one last album, and they're breaking up. Um, sounds like on good terms. Okay, yeah. And so there'll be a reunion tour in 10 years? Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Naturally. But the um, thing about Minus the Bear is they're not one of my favorite bands. Um, even their albums, none of their albums really rank up there for me. But Minus the Bear is actually a really important band for me. And when they broke up, it was one of those things, like, I didn't expect to be sad. Like, I didn't actually even know Mindset Bear was still around. But yeah. when I actually saw they were breaking up, um, I got sad. I'll be My honest s- with you, I don't think I've ever listened to a you would, album. You would hate Mindset Bear. They're, they're, they're not a Dan band. Probably. I actually thought about just giving you an album this week just to fuck with you. But then I'm like, yeah, nah, pro- I, I probably not. I love Mindset Bear. Lots of people do. Mindset Bear, they're uh, classified as math rock. Which is basically what the hip- fuck is math rock? It's a hipster way of saying progressive rock, but progressive rock's dad rock. They so. really call it math rock? Uh, they don't. It's, I want to throw a rock at the, their skulls. That's what, like, Pitchfork calls it. Well, but, oh, I, I'm, I'm with you. It, it's infuriating. I, I got to understand the reason for math rock, but, like, is there is there social studies rock? <laughs> Art class rock? Schoolhouse Biology rock? Biology rock? <laughs> Biology Oceanography no, rock? Bio rock. Bio <laughs> rock. Um, they're, they're, they're well. They're good instruments, but, again, they're one of those bands where I think you would say they're too tight. They don't sound like they're having fun. Yeah, the, I, I, I and, and there are pre- and I just based on the band name, I would think that about they're, them. They're very pretentious, but if you like them, you like them. The importance to them is in 2007 they released Planet of Ice, which was I think one of their first breakouts. And that album I heard when I was in a very like Zeppelin phase. I I my musical growth so went you were from gay. Yeah, that, that's exactly. <laughs> um, it went from like Green Day. It went from like Baja Men to Green Day. <laughs> you were listening to Who Let the Dogs Out Who on Who Let the Dogs was like my second. My, these are the albums I bought. My first album was Weird Al Running with Scissors. Oh, I had that one. Uh, then I think the other Weird Al album that had Amish Paradise. Uh, Bad ha- Hair Day. Bad Hair Day, yeah. Then my first album I've ever bought was Baja Men, which had like eight versions of Who Let the Dogs Out. They had like one other single. I don't remember the name of it, but I remember them having one other music video. And you're like, the Baja Men are coming out with this new banger. <laughs> and then people heard it. They're like, what the hell is this shit? Who let, who let the dogs out? Like who greenlit that song? It was 
whoever did's a millionaire. Yeah, it's true. And it was on the Rugrats soundtrack, so it made all that Rugrats money, too. Do they ever, do they ever in the song, because it's really hard to understand them, find out who actually did let the dogs out? I don't think so. Or is it a I think the problem question? was that the party was tight, the party was jumping. Yippee-I-O. And everyone was having a ball. <laughs> Like, uh, I, how can you expect to know who let the dogs out when there's that many people at a party that is the, tight and really jumping? Wouldn't it be really the music video just took a dark turn where the dogs and, are and out and then, like, cars no, the, are the, hitting the, them the and party's the rabbit? At, the party's at Eric Clapton's apartment and his oh. son is out on the balcony. <laughs> who let Eric Clapton's son out? <laughs> splat, <laughs> splat, splat. <laughs> oh, that's mean. At, at least we're just killing the kids this week. <laughs> Rather than what? Anyway, Monster Bear. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, no. Then after that, it was Silver Size Up by uh, Nickelback. <laughs> you bought Nickelback? I did, not, I did not have a good uh, first uh, yeah, step your, in the Your music. musical palette was uh, very unrefined. Then, uh, then Dookie. Dookie, yeah. uh, maybe Dookie, then Silver Size Up. I think up. the first album I bought with my own money was um, Hellbilly Deluxe by Rob Zombie. That was the first album I bought with my own money. And, That's uh, a good one to start with. Yeah, it was especially at that age when I was first starting to get like into metal somewhat. Um, it was definitely a good one. So, um, are they doing? They're doing a farewell tour. Doing are they playing tour. around here? Yeah, they're going. Um, are you gonna go? I'm gonna try. I want to see them live. I never seen them. But I mean, um, this is as good a chance as any. Someone's they, definitely gonna die in that ten year span. They're broken up. I'm, I hope so. Probably someone important to the band. I wouldn't even say that. It's just an yeah, easy joke to make. Yeah, like, I hope. And so. you were just no. saying that you, the band's important to you. I hope he dies. Um, but the the importance of the band was it was one of the first bands. There's a few albums that kind of shifted me from. Oh, I don't want to from listen Baja Men to, to good music. <laughs> um, it was Arcade Fire Funeral, um, Planet of Ice, R. Kelly um, trapped in the closet, R. Kelly trapped in the closet, The Shins wincing the night away. <laughs> um, so it kind of for it, it comes alive. This band has a very um, important. It, it's in my it, musical development had an important effect on me, and I kind of feel like I never respected them as much as I should have. Well, maybe that's why they broke they have, up because their fans weren't respected. They have enough. a couple great fans albums, like you. Planet of the Ice, um, Omni uh, has a song called "Into the Mirror," which is just about doing loads of cocaine while cheating on your wife. Uh, Eric Clapton is that, in, is that in your future? It's probably uh, in, in my present. Hopefully, yeah. My my, my go to <laughs> is it's in my past. But again, that's just me reacting. That doesn't actually make a yeah, joke. Improv Ralph is off today. Improv Ralph stinks. They, they, yeah, they, we never liked Improv Ralph. Much. No one likes Improv Ralph. But um. They're doing their farewell tour. I think, you know, they're probably touring. If you like Maya Saber, this is the last time to see them buy tickets for, now. for at least 10 He's, years. Uh, Dan 10. Code. Yeah, Dan, Dan P10. Um, which Dan we, just buys all tickets. Know, we so have, a, we have a new employee at uh, Select a Ticket. Um, uh, Jason Wallers now works oh, with us. Oh, it's official? Yeah, he works with us. And and the sounds of women being turned off. Or... His first day, and I love Jay. He was I was hanging out with him last night. Uh, he's a bit of a character. I pull into the parking lot. And so we have, um, you could park along the building and then there's our company car that's right on the curb. And then there's like two parking spots behind the company car. I pull up and Jay is parked halfway in the entrance of the parking lot. So I have to like go over a curb just to get in because he parked like a jackass. Why did he do that? Well, because I don't know, because he's one of our friends. I, I can't really explain exactly why. Um, it, it's, uh, but it, it's fun working with, an, uh, it's literally I work with four or three of my friends now. Uh, three of my friends in Colucci. <laughs> um, so, um, I had a couple stories. I like, so to be honest with you guys, I didn't have a ton of time to really prep. Cause like I said, I came back to a shit storm and I had a wedding Friday night. 
Um, but I got some. I lifted some stuff from Comic Con that was announced. Um, first and foremost, did you watch Deadwood when it was on HBO? No. Oh, dude, you would love Deadwood. Was one of the best HBO. I'm serious. It's only three seasons before it got canceled, and people have been clamoring for. Are a, they making a movie? They're making a movie. HBO is officially making a Deadwood movie with the original cast, which is awesome. Um, you should watch Deadwood. It's like a much darker Tombstone. Like Tombstone's a great fucking movie. My my dad loved. I watch Tombstone with my dad all the time. Tombstone's great. It's uh, it's definitely awesome. So I'm very excited to see that they're finally going. How through many th- um, how many? Uh, it's only three, three seasons, seasons. Deadwood. Yeah, it's uh, like it's like an HBO series. So how, like ten um, to twelve episodes. Anyone uh, like famous that like I would know? You would. I don't. I uh, look it up on your phone fo- or on the website. Uh, you would definitely know people from it. Um, it's been. I haven't watched it since it originally aired. But um, I'm gonna go back and watch it now that I know the movie's being made. I have it on demand, so I'll watch it. Yeah, and I mean that's for me. Like they're doing that. They're doing the Sopranos prequel movie about the um when the the black gangs were beefing with the italian mafia back in uh with uh tony soprano's dad and his mm-hmm. uncle that the movie's going to be about so it's really cool to see them going back revisiting things that we know there's other stories on so um there was a couple other things from uh the the new godzilla trailer looked awesome i don't know if you, you don't like the godzilla movie the most I recent like, one so i like godzilla when it's like old crappy rubber suit Godzilla like I saw the new one and it's fun it's a good movie yeah it was entertaining but that's not Godzilla to me Godzilla to me is corny I don't know what's going on anything is better than the one with Matthew Broderick from that was great dude dude I I can't believe that was still a movie I went to a Rift Tracks live of it a couple years back and you forget how bad that movie is until you actually like have people making fun of it as it's happening. It's got no like. There's no positive nostalgia about it either. No, like, it's so bad. Like I mean, because some actors you know are in it. Like, but Matthew Broderick as a hero really doesn't work ever. Why does Godzilla look like he went through a blender? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Godzilla doesn't. Godzilla without spraying fire in that movie too doesn't have the fire breath. You know what's great? The Japanese company that I guess owns Godzilla. Was like no, that's not Godzilla. That's a different monster. Yeah, they, they like it didn't even. It was it's just non-canon. Like, yeah, he was just like a like a regular lizard, like a gecko is what he looked like. A big or she, it was a girl Godzilla. Oh, because really? Laid, that's right. Remember, she laid eggs in Madison Square Garden. The, oh. it, yeah, it was uh, truly horrendous. Maybe a top ten player will hatch for the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> no, probably not. No, they'll just trade him. Phil, they hire Phil Jackson to take care of it again. Um, the other ones I saw, um, the trailer for Glass, the the Split and Unbreakable I'm sequel. Actually, you know what? I'm that looks, excited for that. That looks really cool. And uh, Unbreakable, I probably think, is he- M. Night Shyamalan's best movie. Uh, Unbreakable's phenomenal. I think I agree with it. And I really like Split, I but liked... Split, I don't know if I would have liked it as much if not for the twist. I like Split a lot, but the Split ending tied it off for me perfectly. Split was okay. I didn't like Split nearly as much as everyone else did. But for M. Night Shyamalan... Yeah, Shyamalan it, was, it, was good, it was a good uh, M. Night Shyamalan. For... For that director, just say um, M Night. M Night, like you know him personally. Uh, it's, a, it's a great movie. I think for anyone else, it would just be a middle. Of the McAvoy movie. was great in that movie. He he was great. He I mean, was good. And uh, the ending, the way they tied it off with Unbreakable, I was very happy with because there were little. And if you watch it back, there's little things that give it away throughout the movie. Just like he always gives away his endings, like in the beginning of the movie. And uh, the other big news before we go into your stuff and any picks, um, they are going to be using Carrie Fisher. In episode heard. nine, which I'm very excited to see, and they said Mark Hamill though too. Yeah, well, we, well you had to figure he's going to be some kind of force ghost. But you don't admit thing. that. No, yes, you you have to. Be, Why? We, because it's going to get leaked out regardless. You know it's going to. But <sighs> you know it's going to. The second he's on set, they're going to leak out. And no, it was confirmed a while ago that Mark Hamill was going to be I in know, it. But it was confirmed like but before episode eight was even out. Here's here's the problem with this. I love Star Wars. Uh, me and you are both big Star Wars yeah. fans, but we're different. You like going deep into everything. Yeah, you like all the universe. I like. What's in the movies is all that I care about. Yeah. I don't care about the games or like I like the games, but like that's yeah. not part of the story for me. You know, to me, there's eight Star Wars movies and then you got the other Spin-offs, ones, which yeah. I really don't care about. But OK, those count, too. 
And when a Star Wars movie comes out, I don't watch any trailers. I don't read any theories. I go in completely mm-hmm. blind. Because that's how it was when I was a little kid. Yeah, of course. I'm never going to recapture that nostalgia, but I want to no. get as close as possible. So when I hear stuff like this, and granted, I understand your point. It does ruin a little for me because I want to go, oh, Luke's back. You had though, to know he was going to be I in know, it. but I don't know. I want to. I know, but I don't want to know. Yeah, but you, but you know. That should not change exactly how you feel if you know. Okay, how about this? Like, you didn't know Yoda was going to be in episode eight, and that was a really cool spot. No one knew that one because he's not an actor. Getting a puppet on set so you can't get spleaked out is a lot easier than getting a human actor as recognizable as Mark Hamill on set. Um, (laughs) In your relationship, you're clearly being cheated on because you're shit. Yes. You know it. We all know it. Yeah. But you don't know it it. yet. So, until you know it, do you really Mm -hmm. know it? I I think you missed the the spot there. You overshot the landing. What? I, 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 I missed. Swing and a miss. On me or you? Both. By the way, we're still recording. <laughs> yeah, we're still recording. <laughs> it's just that uh, we found a dead end there. By the we way, just went the, in circles. So the fiance, when we recorded um, our thing, she um, she does she, she talks a lot. She talks a lot slower. She she talks real quick. Then she stops, collects her thoughts, and talks real quick. Was then. she drinking? So no. I swear she was. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? Okay, let's do it again. Let's go with the. Bed. Was she drinking? Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking shit face. <laughs> Always. Um. So like, she would go like, I really like Natalie Portman a lot. And that's it. Oh my god, did you just? Look and then I'd be that? like, what? And she's like, I'm thinking. And I'm like, I had to cut out so much dead air. <laughs> she just is dead air, isn't she? She's a dead weight. <laughs> Oh, I just fucking beefed. Good. It was a nice um, one. All right. Um, so, all right. So what do you got for me now? Okay. So um, I tried really hard to be a social justice warrior. Oh, God. Well, to... You don't have to try hard. That's just who you are. It's just who I am. It's in my blood. Um, but you know what, Dan? Despite my best efforts, you and I are shit. Okay. We're horrible, misogynistic I agree with shit. that. I tend to agree. Because a professor said that wing eating shows such as Hot Ones is problematic for women because spicy food is shows toxic masculinity competing or something. I don't know. I can't. So are you telling me because of the Death Nut Challenge, I am a misogynistic? Fuck. I um, must hurt you being a, such a social justice I warrior. I know. I try really hard. That you, Professor Emily Conchoice thinks that... Um, Conchoice. Cunt- <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That really is her name. Oh, is it really? It's Conchoice? I, I, I mean, I She's one of those things. I think it's pronounced Conchoice, but <laughs> you, you could pronounce it that way and like... Be innocent, because it does look like that's how it's spelled. I guess it's misogynistic of me to call her that yeah. as well. How dare you pronounce her name how it's spelled? Cunt choice. Okay. Um, according to her paper, the spicy, spectacular food, gender, and mainstream manipulation inequality... Ge- that This is the name of the paper. Wait, give me, oh, read wait. the title of the paper. Oh, wait, I skipped a line. I'm sorry. Um, her journal, published in Feminist Media Studies, okay. um, says that... The spicy, spectacular show Hot Ones creates, maintains, and manipulates inequitable gender hierarchies through the interrelated performances of gender food consumption and celebrity. In other words, she does that society doesn't accept women eating spicy food, so they can't eat spicy food. I've I've uh, heard a lot of things that we don't accept women doing. Um, some people don't want. Some people are upset that they're adding uh, create a player and you can make a woman in the next NBA live game for the first time. Um, I never thought about spicy food being. She said a it's gender... problematic because it's hosted by a. White, heterosexual, cisgendered, every man brand of masculinity. Chris. Is this an Onion article? No. I actually Googled it. There's no way. Because like, what she just said, 
on that new Sasha Baron Cohen show, one of his characters plays a self-hating white cisgender male who's upset that the election was stolen from President Hillary Clinton. That's literally <laughs> like, there's no way this woman really wrote this, that spicy food is setting the gender's uh, norms back. She said that there's only been 11 w- women on the show and we need more women. But, well, do, so wait, do women No not, one's stopping them, I I'm don't I'm a think. little confused. So women can't handle their spicy foods, put more women on the show and don't give them spicy food. Like, I don't understand what her argument is. That's like the WNBA argument that they're saying they deserve to get paid like uh, the NBA players. I'm like, okay, if you can have half the fan base that the NBA does. How about even, do they even have a quarter of the fan base that the NBA does? The WNBA? I actually do think their fan base is bigger than we think. It's I probably think, like a Red Bull, like MLS. Yeah, I think it's close to MLS where they do have fans who are very... Loyal, yeah. I think um actually a lot of like hardcore basketball, like we love about basketball, we love the craft of basketball. They respect it. Yeah, I mean, the way like you and I are with baseball, baseball, like I'll watch almost any kind of baseball. I mean, I guess that's true. I just I can't name a single person I know personally that follows the WNBA. I actually know someone, but he's a cameraman for the Liberty. Okay, so that doesn't count. Like I'd be a cameraman for anything. I'd be a cameraman for Rosie O'Donnell's porno industry if I'm getting paid. Her entire Just, industry? Yeah, uh, her making the movies. But it doesn't mean I want to watch it. Do you know anyone that actually? Do you know anyone that? Rosie on top. <laughs> Rosie does Dallas. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? What? Uh, I can't say it. Oh. I'll write it down. Okay, write it down, and then I'll read it as if I said it. No. <laughs> Let me see. No. <laughs> I guess it's something uh, that is this out of this, this character of social justice warrior Ralph, SJW. It's bad. It can't be please that bad. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Oh no, that's uh, my my sister's riding the bus. Yeah, the, the one where Rosie O'Donnell plays the uh, developmentally disabled woman, and she thought she was going to win like Emmys. It's such a funny bad. It's like like it, honestly, you do the conversation from Tropic Thunder when he's talking about what you have to how you he's, his exact line is you never go full retard in a movie. Tom Hanks perfect, Sean Penn and I am Sam too much, and that's like, Sean Penn was terrible and I am Sam. It was too much. <sighs> Rosie O'Donnell riding the bus with my sister was the name of the movie. It wasn't that bad. I hope that's not the porno, though. No, I'm saying, that the like, joke? How, poorly, <laughs> how poorly received would it be if they based a porno off that movie? Oh, Do you think no. people lose their jobs if they did that? Riding my sister on the back of the bus. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Let's go back to the kitty-touching jokes, not these uh, ones. So, um, from, uh, from You Watch, I Listen, me and Dan do really want to apologize for doing the Death Nut Challenge um, I guess when I, I wait, wait, are you apologizing for both of us? I'm apologizing. All right, you thought... do your apology, then I'll do mine. Apologize for us. I, I just did. Oh, but who are you apologizing to? Um, women. This, this lady and women everywhere. Contois. If if um Contois Contois whatever your name is um. I don't apologize. Ralph doesn't apologize. The show doesn't apologize. <laughs> Ralph might apologize alone, but that is when he is unaffiliated with You Watch, I Listen. We really, as a representative of You Watch, I ball, Listen, dude. as a representative of You Watch, I Listen, I wish nothing but the worst on you, and I will eat all the spicy food I can today. In you fact, I have of, buffalo chicken pizza inside that I'm going to enjoy. You know what's kind of ironic? We do the Death Nut Challenge on the only show we have a woman on, too. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, oh my God, she might be right. Did we subconsciously use the Death Nut Challenge to um, flex our masculinity on Michaela? I think that's what it might ha- what what maybe happened here. We ate such spicy food that how could they not be intimidated by us? Um, it, we're such a white privileged threats, aren't we? Yeah. I how you've been feeling for a long time, dude. I really can't apologize enough. Uh, do you want to do one other story? 
Yeah, give me another story. Uh, this little girl can't feel pain. She got dragged by a car, but she's all right because she can't feel pain. Why? So she's like <laughs> Bruce Willis and Unbreakable. Uh, let's see. Um, she has she's missing a chromosome, but not like she's not Down syndrome. She apparently there's different chromosomes you can miss, and some are okay. more important than others. And apparently she doesn't have fear. Like she doesn't. Ha- this she's a superhero, and she can't feel pain. She got hit by a car, was dragged, stood up and started walking away. And they said the only reason that she wasn't dead was because she didn't even realize it was a bad situation. So her body just went limp and she just went with it. How did she walk? How can she walk if she doesn't feel anything? Well, I think she can feel. She can't feel pain. So her nerve endings are fucked. Something got damaged that the nerve Um, endings aren't feeling anything. Look, she got dragged by a car. All she has is a little cut on her lip. What kind of car was it? Was it like a Prius? Was it going to vote for Ralph Nader? I drive a Prius. <laughs> no, you don't. You should drive a Prius. I, I could see you. Sonata. You'll, you'll get a smart car soon, I think. Yeah. Because you, you, uh, uh, you must be very excited about the um, the plastic straw ban. Oh yeah. Um, what do you do? You think that New Jersey should enact something like the plastic straw ban, like the great uh, state of California is doing? What's the next thing we're going to attack? Uh, okay. Garbage bags. We garbage won't be allowed bag. to have garbage bags. We're going to have to recycle all our own trash. Um, the best, uh, that whole straw thing is so funny watching people lose their collective minds about it on both sides. Um, I think it's absurd that you'd ban the okay straw. side, by the way, the okay side means white power. Okay. Now, but it doesn't. Okay. KK is what it is. Uh, oh, um, God. but, uh, like what did, did you hear that? The whole thing about the plastic straw study was made up by a nine year old that someone took as a serious thing. So <laughs> to be fair, it probably isn't good for the envi- environment, but like, I'm sure, but, but so we're, is we're it, responsible. You know, the coal we're, we're, we're like America's responsible for five percent of the plastic in the ocean and we act like we're the sole proprietors of any kind of pollution in there but you should be on that boat i think um that that seems up your alley you know what this week i want examples of things that i'm not protesting enough give me i i really don't um, feel I, enough guilt i don't think you're protesting plastic and recycling enough i think you are um, i guess you should be protesting for recycling i got yelled at because i keep throwing my cans in the regular garbage and the well i do try to recycle here at home the recycling the re- so they, they'll, they'll find you if they find out you're not recycling the recycling enough. uh complex is like half a mile away from the dumpster okay and like it's late at night i'm bringing out the garbage i'm not walking half a mile just to save a few turtles like well, how many how many turtles? Like, if I told you not throwing it out would save how many turtles? What would make you stop doing that? All right, all right. Let's let's play this. Like, game. What if I told you you were going to kill five turtles if you threw that out? What would you still throw it out? I'll throw it in the dumpster and walk back. Okay. What no about guilt. so at five? What about ten turtles? Ten turtles are dead. How are they dying? Like they're the most horrific way possible. But like like what strangulation, you, uh, choking. Which I do cut the rings. I do cut the rings. Okay, you cut the rings. But it's like you know, can't. But it's going to kill ten turtles. Do you feel bad? Over what period of time? Uh, a year. Oh, yeah, if I'm fine. Uh, okay, it's going to kill 15 turtles and two dolphins. Are they jerk dolphins or nice dolphins? Nice dolphins. Uh, You're not being much of a social justice warrior here. No, the dolphins. And an orca. And an orca? Well, orcas are jerks. They uh, why are they jerks? They so what? Fuck a seal. Seals are jerks. Seals no, are assholes. They, no, in, in my... That video that's around the orca chucking this baby seal <laughs> like 40 feet in the air is one of my favorite things Did ever. Did you ever see the video of the, the hawk who grabs a goat and just throws it off a cliff? <laughs> yes, that's a really... <laughs> dude, when we were out in Montana, I... Um, a hawk the, threw you off a cliff? Well, I listen to this. So the ha- first house we were staying at in Glacier National Park... Um, we kept we were outside one night and we heard like something in the the 
lining of the house, like in between, and it sounds like it's like little squeaking. So it's like mice or squirrel. All of a sudden, bats come piling out of it. We're talking like sixty bats must have flew out of the side of the house. And I'm like, I'm gonna go inside quick. And as I go to go inside, a bat flies by and it rubs me right on the belly as it flies by. And I don't know why my first instinct was I did the f- fucking Mr. Pillsbury noise just as it happened. So I'm like, fucking make such an ass out of myself. I would karate chop a bat in a second. We used to have a lot of bats around here in West Melford. Now I we think don't. I, actually, I do think the environment well, isn't there a bat shortage? Yeah, there was a fungus that was going around the Northeast that was like killing all the bats. Does and it come from cans. Yes, it comes from. You got to recycle more. I'll say um, bats. I'll say bats. There was a yeah. I should. I, bat, I should recycle. Well, I, really... I I want I want bats around just because they get rid of fucking mosquitoes and spiders and flies and we have a ton of that shit out here. Okay, you know what? You're right. I'll I'll recycle. You start recycling, Ralph. I'll I mean, recycle. it's. I don't think you necessarily should go out of your way. So I would probably do the same thing you did. But if you if you can be conscious about it and it's not ten o'clock at night and you don't have to walk a mile and a half to throw out your recycling, you should go. Ahead By the way, I said this half is, a mile. It's closer to like ten 50, extra feet. Fifty feet. It's, it's actually a very reasonable distance away. Oh my god! All right. Did you have any other stories? Or we want to go into our picks for this uh, week. I'm trying to see if there's anything interesting with this kid. Drive by car. She's Yay. fine. She recycles. She recycles. That's a pretty good one. Um, oh, you know what? Um, I don't know if you want to. Know, touch... I had another story, but let me let me find. Okay, Did, I, what I do just... you think about um, uh, James Gunn? Not Jamie Gum. Jamie w- Gum? Would you? <laughs> um, no, James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh my I god! I feel like it's an old story at this it's, point. A, a, listen, it's just like the Roseanne thing. Disney knew what they were getting with this guy when they hired him. Like they knew about these tweets that he made, just like ABC knew knew what they were getting with Roseanne. She's in she's a comedian that skirts around the edges of what's appropriate, what's not, and she says outlandish shit. And you react after the fact because there's public outrage. Um, I, I, I listen pedophilia jokes. I don't care what anyone says. They can be funny. They can be done well. Is that uh, why again? Notice that people one, dictating what's funny again is absurd. Remember, only one person on the show makes them. Yeah, I mean, I'm the one making them, but I know for a fact you've laughed at different the the some raunchy shit. We all do. And well, we're at the point you're not even allowed to enjoy. No, it's well, it's, it's not. unfortunately what people on the the right are doing, and they're using what the left weaponized forever in your words. And the left seems to really enjoy those pedophilia jokes, like Michael Ian. People are going after Michael Ian Black. Um, the the one thing that was great is watching the uh, like the Mike Mike uh, Chernovich or whatever, one of those big guys on the on the right went after Patton Oswalt digging up his old tweets and was retwe- had his guys retweeting them, not realizing that the tweets they were retweeting was how Patton Oswalt was trying to prove at the time that out of context any tweet can be misconstrued so they made an ass out of themselves in the I'm first really place really getting sick of it's well i mean let's just delete let's just delete and restart oh, i let's like do the road let's like, go to the road or like the matrix at the end of the matrix revolutions where everything was starting again the best matrix movie in the series mm-hmm. no it's a joke the first I one understand the first we had, one we've is, had matrix we talk about the matrix like every three episodes and matrix and home alone and uh and the japanese we talk about a lot what do you think of the japanese please 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 i'm i'm not even <laughs> Please, I can't edit it. It took me. I have. I have schoolwork to do tonight. I How long did it take you to edit out um, a lot that word? Please, I said you. Japanese this time. I know you did. If you can just, in theory, what you should do this time, change it up. Just cut out the anise that I'm saying. Please stop, stop. <laughs> I, I want. I'm watching you squirm, and it's making me happy. I know you're doing it. We're gonna have to slap. Please the, stop, stop, well, stop. I just said Japanese. All right. <laughs> Let's get our picks. All right. You just earned, you know what? I was going between two albums and I'm giving you the one that 
All right. Oh, great. That means it's going to suck. All right. What album are you giving me, Ralph? Are you a fan of The Weeknd? Um, no, not at all. Not even a little bit. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a story. Great. Um, wait, where are they going with this? The Weeknd. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't have an E in the name. I know. It's Weeknd. Weeknd. The Weeknd. Um, so when The Weeknd actually blew uh, blew onto the scene, came out. Oh, <laughs> blew everyone at the scene. <laughs> when he like kind of came out of nowhere, he released an album called House of Balloons. House of Balloons, he didn't have a persona yet. He wasn't a public figure. It just one day there was an account from the record company. It said, this is a mixtape. It's called House of Balloons. Download. Okay. Completely different than the rest of his other work. It's this weird, grimy concept album about like a house party in the ghetto and how like drugged up and drunk everyone are. And it's a weird ass album. So what's the name of the album by the House weekend? of Balloons. House of Balloons? Yeah. It, this doesn't have that awful single on it, does it? It doesn't have any singles. The, it, completely different style than the rest of it. I hated that. I, I can't lo- feel my face when I'm with you I, song. Yeah, no, 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 none of that. That show is terrible. This is dark and grimy. I don't, okay. I'm going to be honest. I don't think you're going to like this album, but I think it's going to be completely different than your expectations. All right. I mean, I don't mind um, different. I just... Uh, it was so cool because for his first like six months of existence, no one knew who he was. Yeah. Um, And he released this album, which... A lot of funk was inspired, a lot of soul. Um, granted, it's a weekend album, so, you know, if you're expecting... Can you please say it correctly? Weekend. Weekend. The weekend. It's a weekend. I, I, I think I'm negative towards him just because of the fact that he chooses to spell his name like that. Weekend. And still be called Weekend. It's got a cool album art. It's, like, very throwback. Um, does, okay, so you mentioned album art a lot. I gotta ask you, does the album art make a difference in how you feel about the album? I don't understand so, that concept. Okay, this is my view of album art. It's actually interesting you brought this up because I just read an article about it yesterday. John Baisley, who's the lead singer of Baroness. John Baisdow? Yeah, John Baisdow. Didn't he die from the flood? No. Oh. Um, Hopefully not, at least. He. What happened to him? He's still in infomercials. He died in the flood. He's still in infomercials. I see him so, around. John Baisley, um, he does all the artwork for Baroness. And he wrote an article how the album art actually is an integral part of the album, where you, if you're going to put an album out, you have to convey what the album is about. Either you have an album where the art is completely unrelated to the music, mm-hmm. or the album and the music are like kind of tied together yeah, somehow. kind of like Tool. And while I don't judge the music by the art, I think that's kind of yeah, okay. stupid, I, I think say. that's really pretentious, I do think if you're looking at the album as a complete whole of... The band when they are in the time, why did they make it? How is this related to their other albums? What do the lyrics meet? How does this album art correlate to it? If you just put, you know, the weekend house of balloons, yeah, I do think that loses some. But you might want to capture some with this. This album art has like a woman, her face is obscured, covering balloons in like a bathtub, and it's like is it like the woman in the bathtub in The Shining? Yeah, just same oh, thing. That's so same hot. Thing. Um, <laughs> I actually wasn't gonna give you this album, but I was listening to. It, I'm like, I really like this one. All right. Um, I mean, if I end up liking it, that'll be. I'll, this is my this is my prediction. I don't think you're gonna like the album, and I think you're gonna have a lot of criticisms for it. But I think you're gonna be like, this is actually a lot different than what I expected. Okay, yeah, um, because I have one impression of the weekend, and um, I haven't listened to I haven't listened to any of the weekend since House of Balloons because you lose something when you're an anonymous guy releasing this album, which is kind of dark and gritty, and then all of a sudden you're you know doing the Super Bowl halftime show. There's <laughs> there's a difference. Wait, he did the Super Bowl halftime show. He does Thing. He's always around. Probably, I don't. I don't know if he was at the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't know. Halftime shows, right? Go. Um, Prince. Prince. Number Michael one. Jackson. 
I, uh, I didn't see Michael Jackson. So. The famous Michael Jackson one? No, no. I, oh, you know I've it. seen it, but like I didn't see that live. So. Um, Lady Gaga was actually pretty good two years ago. You, you two after 9-11 was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, the worst I can think of, Justin Timberlake was terrible this past year. Um, the the Black Eyed Peas were horrendous, ter- terrible, terrible. Um, Paul McCartney was really bad when he, he was did really, it. Bruce was good when he did it. And Bruce is good, but you got Bruce. It's he didn't Bruce. get anything he, special. You really can't go Bruce. wrong. I'd really have to think about um the halftime show. Michael Jackson's. I think Prince is the best, but Michael Jackson's might be the most like definitive Tom, iconic. Tom Petty's the best because uh, what was happening during the game? What the Giants winning won't back down. And yeah. Madonna. Madonna had a good one. Not oh, even- I hate that crazy bitch. But yeah, she was good. She was good. She looks good for um, age. Who else? Uh, there was one. Uh, actually, I was surprised that uh, Bruno Mars was actually pretty good a few years ago when the Chili Peppers came out. Oh, that's <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. I said the weekend, but I meant the Bruno Mars. Wait, is this a Bruno Mars album? No. <laughs> I was like, the album. <laughs> you're thinking Bruno Mars. I really legitimately was thinking of Bruno wow. Mars. I said the are, you, are you trying to say they look alike? No, they is look that, like that, that, that MLB tweet they got in trouble for? I sent you. They sent the. They post. It was a picture of uh, Ichiro shaking hands with um, Otani from the Angels, and they put the caption of "Spider Man pointing at Spider Man" meme. And before what you- I don't. I, what were they? Hey, listen, I understand what they were saying, but if you're running the MLB Twitter account, probably a little ill advised. Okay, let's pull. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit. I'm not nearly a social justice warrior as I like to p- pretend, but that one, someone probably should lose a job over. Yeah, like, like, like that one's hard to argue. Like, I, I, my guess is the person that's running is probably some dumb, like, dumb, like 21 year old intern who he was just like, oh, they're both from Japan, so why don't we do it like that? Without realizing that he's playing on one of the oldest stereotypes. When I saw it, I just face palmed for the poor a, kid. I don't think there was any malice there. But no, you got, I think it's a dumb yeah. kid. I mean, you know, and hopefully he doesn't get fired. Hopefully they say you're not allowed to. Use our wow, we anymore. really spun off from you recommending the weekend to um, the the Japanese MLB meme uh, controversy. I, I actually I had two albums, one that I think you would really like, and then this one. Oh, which thank I, you. I, I appreciate. Very, I appreciate. I'll give that. you that one next week. All right, good. All right, so I'm going to give you my movie pick now, and um, I've been thinking about this one for a while, and I ran a poll on Twitter to see what kind of genre to recommend you, and uh, we've been talking about it so much. We talked about it today. I'm finally going to give you Mission Impossible Three with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. Um, uh, it is for me. Um, Mi Two. I know you said you like Mi Two, and I do to a lesser extent. I, I've, let me take a step back. Go ahead. I've seen Mi Two, and I remember going, "Oh, I yeah. like that movie." It's That's a, all it's, it is. It's entertaining. It's... I mean, when it came out, it was a huge deal. It made a lot of money. It was when John Woo was like everyone was after him in um, Hollywood, coming over from Japan. But compared to John the... Woo, came from Japan. Did he come from Hong Kong? It's tomato, tomato. See, we're playing that stereotype again. Same difference. He's pointing at Spider-Man. Spider-Man pointing did, at him. You did that without any uh, Of course I did. I don't know where he's from. John uh, Woo. That doesn't sound like a Japanese name. I, it does to me. Uh, <laughs> Do you have to edit this out? No, So I don't. he's not a Dan's Japanese man. Um. So anyway, MI2 has the least amount of action. and it ha- it, I like it, but the, and the action scenes are great, but the storyline is dragged out. Um, Mission Impossible 3 it came out in 2006, I want to say. Um, Tom Cruise, again, it was the first one J.J. Abrams directed or was involved with. Um, the thing that really sells this movie for me, um, as great as the action sequences are, this has the best villain in all the movies, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, the, there's an interrogation scene in the movie that is, uh, probably one of the best scenes in the movie period um, once the movie starts the action really doesn't stop 
and uh, it's just insanely entertaining, and it set the bar for what this whole run from Mission Impossible 3 to 4, 5, and now Fallout, where they've just gotten they've gotten better and better and better while still staying in that same realm. They can create tension without going too over the top, which is very, very hard to do, in, where you can actually create this dramatic stuff without it being twists for the sake of twists. Mm-hmm. And Mission Impossible always goes with twists because they have the whole mask technology and how they can set up sets and everything, but it always feels like it comes at the right time the exact perfect time and Mission Impossible 3 set that standard that is setting one of the highest standards in an action franchise in general so Mission Impossible 3 I think you're really going to like it it's yeah, highly, well, I, I honestly think the fiance will like it I've never met anyone that watched these movies and said they suck most people are like people don't even like Tom Cruise like the Mission Impossible movies are the great Tom Cruise movies keep giving me so far I haven't been bad it's weird people like I, I people definitely go into his movies with that mindset because of the Scientology thing and how much of a wacko he is but it plays well for this role because he is he's produced all the movies would himself. it be great if he's right after all this? That like all the Scientology stuff is 100 percent true. Oh my, and we're wrong. That we're we, wrong. we should have been fearing the Dark Lord Zenu. Um, oh no, no, no! I don't want to get sued. Why? Who? Oh, the Scientologists. Sue us. What about the Westboro Baptist Church? I think they are they still around. I yeah, they're they, still around. I they disbanded. After. No, there was just um, Howard just had them on again recently. I love when they go on radio shows because they just George Takai when he used to before George Takai got all weird. Um, when he used to be on Howard and. He's not on Howard anymore? I thought he still did something. He more. still does it. So I honestly barely listen to Howard ever anymore. I listen to Howard But years. it was when George Takai was still kind of funny and kind of cool, and he hasn't been for a long time. But he used to go on with the Westboro Baptist Church and like debate them and argue them, and they always made just complete fools of themselves. That inbred weirdo family. Ron always handled them the best because he would interview them, but instead of just yelling at them or saying, you're wrong, he would just be like, oh, so they're all going to hell. Interesting. <laughs> like, like He actually gave them a platform Did- and let them... I, You know what we need to do? And I, this is... I feel like we got away from, if people are assholes, just let them be assholes. Don't censor an asshole. Let an asshole be an asshole and show how stupid they but, are. But here, okay, that, that's a good point. But here's the question is letting them be an asshole. Are you saying, I don't think the media should necessarily cover people like that that are assholes, like that douche Richard Spencer. No. Like they're covering him. And then they go to, like, he's these speaking engagements where he's got 10 people in attendance and there's 40 cameras there. Well, here's, here's that's stupid. Here's the thing, though. You're now making a story. You're controlling the narrative. Yeah, of course. A guy going on your show going like, all right, what you got for me? That's different yeah. than like, you know. Well, and so the, the great, they actually brought up a great point. Something topical again was uh, make letting someone just be an asshole, which is what Sasha Baron Cohen is doing on. Have you watched it yet? I haven't. I've seen clips of it. Oh, I actually haven't seen. Oh, my God. Um, it's, he definitely, you know, he's left leaning, of course, but he's not being obnoxious about it. He's just letting these people make assholes but, you know, of himself. In the past, he didn't really. I think in today's culture, it's definitely easier to beat on the right of course the absolutely but i think his past work has shown he'll go over i go after anyone yeah i mean he, um, he went after he went after um a quasi celebrity from like a reality show on I, an episode he went after an artist on an episode yeah, i'm first, sure the first bit is with bernie sanders yeah i'm sure there's going to be granted i think it's going to be more right oh it's absolutely right I'm, he's making the right look dumb yeah but the left i'm sure is going to get their so, time too that's that's the thing People forget. Now everyone's cheering from going, yeah, he's on our side. They don't realize, no, he's just on, he's on his side. He's yeah. a, he's a, 
he made people on, like I said, uh, the, so the big one that he did this past week was he went to a county in Arizona or a town in Arizona, and he was proposing, it was as his um, social justice warrior character, he's proposing this town in Arizona that uh, this idea that's going to b- boom the economy, it's going to bring jobs, and it would be the, the largest mosque outside of the Middle East <laughs> being built in this town, and these people, he held like a town hall for these people, and they went nuts about it. And he never said they're, they're Republicans or Democrats or anything, he just let it play out. And um, it, it's it, you got to see the reactions on. See, it. I, I like that. He he's uh, he's a very I I'm interested to see what happens with the whole Sarah Palin he thing. He was going away because for a he while his character his, his character that they said is posing as a vet. He never once said it on the show. He sits in a scooter and Bernie Sanders asks him if he's disabled. He goes, "No, I'm using this to conserve my bodily energy." So, but uh, I, t- there are people are saying that he was lying about being a soldier. I haven't seen him say that yet on the show. Just, but it's clear he's uh, just take your punishment. It's just a comedy show everyone fucking takes everything so goddamn seriously i have a question if you're a politician how can you so easily be manipulated what would make you think it was a good idea to go get in front of a camera and support something you just heard of called kinder guardians about arming three-year-old children i've never (laughs) okay i've never run for public office doing the show with you i probably never will be able to um i will I'll just blame it on you. That's Ralph that's saying that that word the whole time. What word was it? Uh, my name's Taylor Micah. And the Japanese. Word was... uh, Taylor Micah in the pit. Taylor Micah in the pit. Taylor Micah's... Sweaty pits. Yeah. All right. No improv, Ralph. No. Uh, improv, Ralph stinks. Like, I get a text message from a number I don't understand, and I block it. Like, you're going to... I do that, and I curse out my friend's mom. Good for you. <laughs> do... All right. No, real quick. Go for it. What do you have? Do you want to... What do what? we can actually? Okay, let me pause really quick, and we'll get that. Started. All right. Well, uh, let's finish here, and then we can tack this on to the end. Yeah, yeah. That? Okay. So, um, why don't we close out with our hot takes? I don't necessarily have one yet, so I think I have a couple. But go ahead, um, off the top of your head, and oh, I have one now. Uh, do yours real quick. All right. One of the big news stories that this follows my me. I could rant a hot take about the Mets forever and how dumb they are, but um, this involves like my my expertise on the show, which is movies. And um, they announced that they are remaking Enter the Dragon. Why? How can you remake a movie about Bruce Lee without Bruce Lee? And it's well. Didn't they make like seven sequels without him? Though I, I understand that, but they're going to go back saying, to the original storyline. Enter the Dragon still holds up. It's still awesome. It, there, there'd be no reason to. And the only person I probably should have played Bruce Lee would have been if Brandon Lee was alive. Well, how's he doing? Um, uh, he's not doing too hot. I, heard, I don't know if you heard they were filming a movie called The Crow, and Brandon Lee uh, died. But um, oh. there, there's no re- like again. There's remakes for the sake of remakes. I will never truly understand. Um, I, when I saw that, it made me angry. People need to shut up about Aquaman. I, I can't imagine that being anything but disastrous. Um, so I, th- th- why remake Enter the Dragon? It, it, w- have you ever actually watched Enter the Dragon, Ralph? I watched it. I have the it's, Bruce Lee it's collection. Fucking fantastic! Would you see any reason for them to remake it? No. Like, what is it going to prove? What is it going to change? Also, Enter or- the Dragon, even though it's a well-known. Bruce Lee's well known. The movie itself isn't particularly well known, except for like yeah, of course. Like I don't think of Under the Dragon as like a classic. No, I listen. I love it, but 
It's a movie that just has a classic actor it, in it. That's exactly. It. It's a, it shouldn't be touched. I don't know why they were thinking about that. Remaking The Crow, Big Trouble in Little China, Roadhouse. Just shut up. Just stop remaking these things. Leave them. Remake bad movies. Rem- you know what I would mind like a new reimagining of is like They Live with like a current day wrestler, but using the the social media aspect now. And the because They Live is more relevant than ever when it comes down to it. If that came out now, it'd be huge. Well, how's Roddy doing? Mm, poor Roddy's dead. They could oh. do it with Ronda Rousey since she's rowdy Ronda Rousey. Oh, but then they get in trouble for that. No, no, she's she's actually called that because Rowdy Piper gave her the nickname. No, 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 I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, but you're doing a female. People get angry about that. Well, that's what I was just saying about the Roadhouse remake. Uh, The Roadhouse remake is starring Ronda Rousey. Oh. Yeah, no reason to. Um, I guess you can't use Patrick Swayze anyway. So we're doing well. A lot of, I guess all, everyone's dead. Yeah, we're making a lot of dead people references. Anyone die while I was gone? Tony Sperano. Um, I was sad about Tony Sperano. Oh, that one stinks. Yeah, well, he gave me the most fun season as a Dolphins fan, and um, the one thing I could say with him, even though he wasn't the best head coach, his Dolphins teams he coached were always very tough. They rarely got blown out. They were very physical, competitive teams. He was winning games with Chad Henney, not like making the playoffs, but going seven and nine with a guy like Chad Henney is uh, somewhat of an accomplishment. Well, wait, he had paint in the year they went to the playoffs. Yeah, oh wait, yeah, the wild, the Wildcat season. Okay, here, here's right. some recent deaths. When did you start your vacation? Uh, July 17th. July 17th. All right, these are people who have died while you were gone. Okay. Bo Gron, uh, he's who? a Finnish uh, shot putter. Not a celebrity, go on. Uh, just because they have a Wikipedia page doesn't make him a celebrity. I know that's what you're thinking. You think you're going to make it when you have a Wikipedia page, Ralph. Evan Whitten, 90, he's an Australian uh, journalist. Not a celebrity, go on. No, he's a celebrity journalist. Go on. Uh, Geraldo Rivera. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Geraldo Gab- Rivera. Gabriel Rivera. <laughs> Who the fuck? Geraldo Rivera. Uh, from uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. What? Is there anyone that actually died that, like, is a celebrity? A.I. Kashihuni Ai, uh, Nigerian judge. He was chief justice of Nigeria for three years. Uh, oh, Nicholas Fudge. <laughs> He was an American reality television personality on Wicked Tuna. Oh, I'm not saying anything. No, no, no. We're you haven't named a single celebrity yet. Jeff Hook. He is an Australian cartoonist and illustrator. Can you give me someone that actually like people know? I, I these are household names. W- whose household, dude? When Fudge died, I was really upset. What's your favorite work of Fudge? Wicked Tuna. Uh, Nicholas Fudge. Go on. <laughs> Okay, uh... Oh, tour airing staff. He was a Norwegian lawyer. He died How many people died while I was gone? A lot, apparently. Well, total in the world? <laughs> no. I think about 60. <laughs> I, that have Wikipedia pages. Uh, about uh, 300. I, why, are you kidding? People die, dude. Well, no shit, but... Bill Loud? Um, he was an American television per- personality. He was from American Family. That was actually... You know what? That actually was the first like reality TV show in American Family. He's a big one, Bill Loud. I didn't even hear about him dying. He died. He was ninety-seven, dude. Well, he, he was listen, taking, he was taking... I think once you get past eighty-five, there shouldn't be like any Kim type Dong of Kim Dong Yoon. He was a South Korean pop singer from Mix Nine. When you get past eighty-five, though, I don't think there should be like any obituary my, or services. Like, you, you, mom, you're kind of expected to die. When then. like someone dies, my mom will be like, "I feel so bad for Jenny." Her her grandfather died. He was 106. I'm like, that's not sad. I'd be ha- celebrating. I was like, finally, this burden is gone. <laughs> oh, poor Jenny. Poor Who's Jenny? I don't know. I just picked a name. 
Uh, Sorry, Maria. Rebecca Schotard. All right. I'm done with dead people. 38. What's your hot take so we can wrap this shit up? Um, Come on. You had more time. I'm not. Dude, these people gave a lifetime of work and we're just brushing them off. A lifetime of work that I'm just discovering now. Great. Oliver Dragojek. We would be really upset if the Croatian singer who just died of lung cancer. Give me a goddamn hot take. Flip-flops are, uh, they're great. You're wearing flip-flops right now. That's not a hot take. Not well it is. You're ruining your own bit. What? The deaths? No, the hot take. It's not my bit. It's your bit. It's my bit. It's both of ours. It's every fucking episode, and you can't even come up with one. Oh, okay. You know, my heart's just hurting because Tomasz Shanko, Polish jazz trumpeter, died of pneumonia. Did you say Polish trumpet ass? He plays the trumpet with his asshole. Oh, my asshole's making noise. Maybe that's when he died. Maybe he got sepsis. Oh, he fucking slipped and the fucking trumpet just impaled him via the asshole. I I don't have a hot take. Uh, It's rained too much lately. Oh, I I have to repeal one of my hot takes from a few weeks ago. You asked me. I ruined it quickly. Will Tim Tebow play with the Mets this year? And I said yes. No, he's not. Good. Goodbye, Tim Tebow. Fuck you, Tim Tebow. I'm so happy I don't have to see Tim Tebow. I I don't want to see him anytime soon, and now I will not see him at least until the next summer. So good riddance. Um, Rest in peace, Ian Stanley, 69, Australian professional golfer. He died of cancer. How old was he? 90? 69. Uh, 69. I want to go like that. How old are you? Oh, my God. Olga Jagowak. She died. She was a Polish whoa, rock singer. Whoa, whoa, Jagawa. That's a iffy word. You could put- probably not. All right, bye guys. All right, we got to wrap this up. Um, we're gonna have, we're actually gonna close out with a call we have with uh, our good friends at Lobo Sound and Bobo. Um, they are currently in Chicago recording the follow up to the Bobo Show EP with a very Bobo Christmas. So for you, watch I listen. I'm Dan. I'm Ralph. And uh, this is episode 13. We'll see you guys next week. Well, Matt. Hey, Vince? Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, we have you, uh, we're recording right now, um, we have you on speakerphone, we're just holding you by the mic. Yeah, what's up, dude? It's Dan. Can you hear us all right? Yeah, I can hear you guys. How you doing? We're doing good. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little congested, but, you know, whatever. How's, uh, so, so how's your, uh, how's your weekend going? It's a weekend. <laughs> we've been, uh, we've been recording and, uh, working as diligently as possible, and, uh, Bobo has his quirks, so you gotta, you know. Always got to factor those in, but uh, you know, always positive. He's got he's got a little quirks. Wait, what do you mean he's got a little? What kind quirks? of quirks does Bobo have? He's got a little quirks. <laughs> Is there anything specifically? <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, so it's uh, it's not just a gimmick. It's just Bobo. <laughs> not a gimmick <laughs> we, we've hung out with bobo a few times and it shocked how everything you hear on air is exactly how it is in person we had to drive to three different dunkin donuts to pick him up once because he kept telling us the wrong one that sounds pretty consistent with uh, daniel curlin yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um don't get me wrong but that uh sounds about right that sounds accurate <laughs> so we got a uh, vince um I've just been calling you Vince Lobo, although I'm not sure. If yeah, I'm um, Vince of Lobo Sound. Vince of um, Lobo Sound. We have him on the uh, on the phone. He's uh, working with Bobo again on your uh, the follow up to your EP. Is that right? Yeah, it's a it's a Christmas double album. So there are uh, clean songs and dirty songs. Some original, some uh, you know, like public domain uh, ones. Like cover, like a cover song. Have things like that. So uh, yeah, it's. Um, 
you know, we got clean ones for terrestrial radio, dirty ones for satellite radio, and uh, you know, it's very, uh, very consistent. With, it's uh, it's going to be very, very strange if Bobo has the next um, Sherwin Sleeves Christmas La La song. No, I'm, you... I'm thinking beyond. That. I'm thinking like we're looking at the charts. You got Ed Sheeran one and Bobo two. Oh, oh my God! You got to do a version of uh, "So Mommy Kissing Santa Claus" for Bobo. <laughs> I would. Uh... His, his mom's a saint. Oh yeah, she's she's a champion. But uh, yeah, that that would be something. I'll look into licensing that. that would be <laughs> I got we got him here for uh, about another day and a half. He flies back tomorrow in the evening. But uh, and is this going to be the? We're going to get a lot of work done. Today is one of the days where we record a shitload of uh, dirty material, which is interesting. And then I will say, uh, you know, I wasn't going to. I'm not going to say it anywhere else. But uh, his that album cover, you guys, I'll I'll send you a. a Oh yeah! Oh, I can't I'll wait. Send, yeah, I'll send you guys a photo. But uh, well, <laughs> holy shit! So, so, um, so is this going to be the last time you have Bobo out there recording with you, or is he going to be coming out again right before, like, to get some final copy stuff? See that? That's um, that's an interesting question. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure that out. They I have, have to buckle down today, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, you got to get like a flamethrower to the place and clean everything up. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'll be, uh, oh, boy. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you. We have, uh, you know, I always have uh, when he's here, um, you know the wipes that the doctor wipes you down with before he sticks you with a needle? <laughs> <laughs> I always have uh, I always have those and Kleenex on deck because it's just, uh, you know, again. There's I, just I, bodily I fluid get, coming out. He's, uh. He's he's a sneezy individual. He's always, he's very, very congested, very congested gentleman. Very I can't congested. say I have anyone in my life I would describe as a sneezy gentleman, but if there was going to be anyone, it's certainly Bobo. It's funny because when you mention it, it fits him perfectly. That's, yeah, when yeah. I think of Bobo, I think of a congested, nasally, oh, dude, snotty dude. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> you know, he's always got he's always got a little. It's always got a little sinus in there. When, when we hung out, when we hung out with him that one time, we had to look behind because we were convinced that he just died on us. Yeah, he was just. Uh, it, it's. Uh... Yeah, we had the noise. He started. <laughs> he was just releasing gas. <laughs> yeah, he was like a yeah, gas so giant man. in space. <laughs> it's always. So uh, we built the, you know, I, in the studio, I got my control room and I got the vocal booth, and um, you know, he he records on a, a pretty nice microphone i'll be honest with you guys and uh you know first time first time he was here i hear uh fucking foghorn in the mic <laughs> i look at my brother like holy fucking shit did did we just hear this <laughs> i'll never forget when i when they did bobo the fugitive and you could hear him gulp on the microphone oh, like yeah. like a cartoon like <laughs> It's him. It's him. He's a fucking individual. It's so, you know. That's now. So this is different. The, that's all. Now this is the follow up to the the great Bobo Show EP, which you can get at yeah. lobosound.com slash Bobo. Um. Now, now, how long does it take? Because that was four tracks. How long was the recording process with an individual like Bobo? All right. So that one was a little bit different than Christmas. Christmas has been a lot faster because he's more familiar with the music. Um, I hope so. Due to the nature of it being uh, public domain, which yeah. is really cool. It's always on commercial. Uh, songs of a festive nature. Yeah, songs of a festive, <laughs> a festive <laughs> yeah, nature. Songs of a festive nature. <laughs> Holy cow. 
get me out of here. Not you guys. Uh, I mean, like, out of here my house right now, please. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, who came up with that tagline, Songs of a humorous, humorous Nature? Is that his creation or one of you guys? Uh, on East Side Dave, it was uh, Songs of Comedic Nature, and then it became Songs of a Humorous Nature. And I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I don't think I'm getting fired from my own company. And I try not to be too... Uh, you know, too formal with all this. So I just, you know, like I said, you know, Daniel Bobo, whatever you want to call him, he's an individual. He, I just, he can say whatever the fuck he wants to. He said songs of a humorous nature. I just, you know, I'm like, all right, run with it. That's beautiful. I don't care. Songs of a humorous nature. Yeah, he's all about branding. Yeah, I mean, he. It's when I when I think of humorous nature, I think of Bobo. Um, what is the what is the biggest challenge you have when it comes to record having him record a song of original content? Because I could see that being a challenge. Yeah, so I'll be honest with you guys. Um, the four songs that we wrote that were originals that took uh, that took three trips to Chicago. Uh, it's a lot of um, so in Pro Tools when you record, you can press uh, you can loop your recording. Yeah, and um, it's basically what we did was we'd isolate sec- uh, sections of the music based <laughs> off. Um, Mostly verses, courses are a little bit easier than verses, but um, due to the lyrical content, especially uh, like due to Daniel Curlin, has a lot of you know a lot of intri- intricate lyrics. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see it not really being done in one take. <laughs> are you telling me that he doesn't um, spit fire, or he doesn't? Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't spit hot fire when he raps. <laughs> he, sp- he spits fire. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it's usually a got a lot of hot dog chunks in it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> So, so where, where is uh, Mr. Curlin right now? He's asleep in the basement. He didn't uh, fall asleep until like 3.30-ish this morning. Oh, man, so he's, you just uh, wake up and he's standing over you staring? That was yesterday. <laughs> I was joking. I'm not kidding. Like 6 o'clock in the morning, he's just breathing. And I'm like, hey, I, you know, I, 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 I chose this life, so it's all good. I mean, yeah, you, know. you, you really did sign up for it because not only did you invite him, you, you, you flew him out too. So it's not like, oh, there's a, if you're ever in Chicago, yeah. there's a place for you to stay. It's like, no, you're going to come here. So you knew what you were getting yourself into. Maybe not oh, yeah. in such um, bodily fluid detail, but you oh, knew. Poor Bobo. I'm not, I'm not getting into bodily fluid details. Poor Lobo. He's a, he's, a, he's a mucusy gentleman. That's all. <laughs> he's just a little mucus. Well, as long as he can make the toilet every time, I suppose that's a good thing. <laughs> Maybe I should send you guys some prep notes before we do this. For the next <laughs> <time>. <laughs> so, what do you guys have a tentative release date for the the Christmas album? I assume uh, because I lost my virginity in uh, November twenty sixth of two thousand five. Oh, good for you. That's, that's how I remember my God's birthday. Uh, <laughs> There's dates everyone remembers. <laughs> and my sister in laws which is his mother. She's terrible. I holy shit. <laughs> can't build that wall fast enough. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, I'm assuming somewhere, I'd have to look at the calendar, but somewhere in November, I know, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know, we have so much content that we got done in the last five days, I don't know if he's going to need to fly back or not. Um, if, you know, if he does, that'd, you know, that'd be great. We have, um, we'll see how long it takes to get the couple original songs that we I feel like when he does the the media rounds and he's on like Jim and Sam and Chip Chipperson you you guys should probably get an invite out to to make the rounds with him because you might be able to articulate the the content of the album better he, than songs of a humorous nature He doesn't sell it 
probably the way Listen, I think if, you guys if, wanted if, to if, sell if it. I'm, if I'm looking for something oh, of a humorous... It's, uh, it's definitely been uh, the cause of some stress. <laughs> and uh, it's a very difficult situation. And, uh, it, you know, it can, it, can cause, it can cause a serious headache. And I'll be honest with you guys. Everyone from all the shows has been so, so kind to us. You know, it's not... Uh, Hey, you know, everything that we do is for Terrestrial AM. Yeah, of course. Chicago Radio and Lobofan. So when we, uh, when we flew Bobo out, we knew, you know, okay, Bobo's a New York radio guy. Clearly, this is going to, you know, this is going to get some momentum from the avenues yeah. that he has. Of course. Know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's nothing too scary. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you guys and wish that I could have been on all the shows with him because, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's very difficult to have, uh, Daniel is the spokesperson for uh, this product that we're trying to sell to the masses. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, like I said, it's um, a sweet kid, lovely family, very... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes very difficult to maneuver. <laughs> and, uh, Having to yeah, feed you know, him. It's, it's very difficult to sit on, uh, on, you know, sit and listen live to satellite radio which is broadcasting nationally to, yeah you know, obviously more than one country and here hey you got a website issue hey you got and then i gotta fire the fucking web development <laughs> you know i gotta go see the lawyer and then i gotta you know, and i live in the you know i live in the fucking country i hate the city i don't i don't like the city oh i, tr- I hate going to new i hate go- we don't go to new york city yeah. ever and it's 40 minutes away from us yeah exactly i'm i'm 40 i'm 40 whole miles away from the south loop which is uh you know is that where you, far is that where you get shot in chicago Say it again. Is that where you'd get shot in Chicago? Uh, you get shot a little bit further south and a little bit further west. All right, uh, good. I know where to go. Yeah, it's, it's fucking. Can crazy. you invite Dan there? Yeah, can you invite and just yeah, drop? You guys, hey, you guys are always welcome. I'd love to talk about doing getting you guys. You know, so we'll talk about something when we're not, uh, you know, prepping for broadcast. I'd love that. But um, actually, my uh, my closest buddy is uh, in a uh, what is it called Spe- uh, plain clothes unit for the Chicago Police Department He's in the very elite unit of the CPD in the the ghetto. We have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of shootings every week. I, days, I, uh, I I see that when it's warm, they're outside. Holy fuck! I I can imagine. I mean, we have like two towns around here, Newark and Camden, where I I prefer not to be at night. Patterson's and, not good either. Patterson's not Patterson, it's not as bad. Patterson's good if you're look, just looking to get some hair on. Um, if you're just trying to get some heroin, you go to Patterson. But um, in Newark, that's where we took Bobo to the Devil's Rangers game, and I have nice. to like clarify to him while we're walking through one why of the most dangerous. Why you can't make certain jokes? Yeah, why you should avoid <laughs> jokes of a racial nature in the middle of Newark. Um, they so, weren't they weren't really jokes as much as just threats. They were just, yeah they were like um, comments that if you know someone you might laugh, but if you hear them you might get shot. Uh, yeah. said he spits and up bits of hot dogs. He like I said he's always spitting out bits of hot dog when he talks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as long as I'm paying for it, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he just with the uh, he let a he let an end bomb with a What? <laughs> Bobo. Bobo. <laughs> yeah, it's like come 
Oh, boy. You know, obviously, I was looking at him like, uh, okay, you know, maybe uh, maybe we'll give this guy a chance. So, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Definitely, uh, Sometimes it gets a little volatile. He's trying I, his best. He's trying. So oh, yeah, definitely. It's unintentional. Ah, just, the fuck was that? Oh. What'd you do to yourself? Big ass fucking ant was just crawling up my leg. Uh, Ralph's getting upset nice. about a little bug on him. So why don't we go ahead and we're going to wrap up the call. We got Vince from Lobo Sound. They're recording the Bobo Christmas EP right now. Songs of a, a festive nature. A follow-up follow to... Uh, a follow-up to the Bobo Show EP. Uh, why don't you go ahead and plug your website and the work that you guys do at Lobo Sound. Yeah, he's a lightning rod of controversy. Yeah, he gets he gets so much hate, it's unbelievable. And really, I mean, you know, this is kind of a charitable thing that my brother and I are doing. We've donated all our time. We've uh, donated all the money to make all this possible. And, uh, you know, it, it's um, at the end of the day, it's, it's to help Bobo. He is not a rich guy. He is not uh, does not have the easiest life. No. I know that we're joking around and having a good time and being playful, but, you know, Hey, yeah, uh, no, and that's that's what it's all about, Bobo's man. A if, Bobo's a good kid. Yeah, we, he, we love him, and, and we have a lot of fun. And you know, when he's here, he stuffs his face and eats a lot of uh, delightful food and gets to you know be outside of his. Well, you know, it's it, it's it's pretty clear when he's not out there, he's working his hardest on his physique and his diet. So when he's out there, oh. it's great. To- <laughs> he's a modern day Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the C cups to prove it. Oh. <laughs> all right, I, I drink from those C cups Next. any day. Oh. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> all right, I think all on right. that note. All right, Vince. Good talking Thank to you, buddy. You guys. Get, La- get later, some man. Sleep. Good luck. See ya. Bye.